Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What is happening? What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to talk about each guest, <laughs> give our opinions, talking points, this, that, and the next. Uh, but as usual, Kamar, how was your week? I had a great week, Matt. I, uh, I sh- welcome the new patrons. And I uh, mentioned uh, last week there was Tom M, and I gave him a hard time for being a yearly subscription. And that's actually my good friend Tommy Malloy in Taiwan. Hey, Tommy. Thanks, Tom. He's uh, one of my idols. Tommy had to do drugs. He'd be badass. Now he's all uh, way married go, and way to go, Tom. You really <laughs> fuck Kamar up. <laughs> but uh, also in that news, to the new Patreons, uh, welcome Samuel. What's up, Sam? Samuel de Champlain. Did he not discover Canada? Are you just making up his last name now? There is no last name. He's a one-name star. And also, I want to give a big shout out to Steve Leeson. Ten dollars, out of boy. Welcome to the team, guys. New Patreons. Thank you so much. Thanks, y'all. But like I said, yeah, on Friday I made a mean ass uh, carbonara. You talked about your carbonara last week. Did I again? Yeah. I love it so much. I didn't hear anything about carbonara last week. Last yeah, week was a bolognese. Remember- no, it's fucking carbonara, man. Wow. Well, I made another amazing carbonara. Yeah, whatever. Check, some roasted check chicken. Check the tape, but he asked if he thought he was a better chef, and you said you're not a good chef, and I said, wait, hold up a second. I don't think you're such a great chef. And then you asked him what he made, and he said carbonara. No, I think it was bolognese. We'll have to check the tape to check the tape. Well, whatever. You know what? I don't uh, care. Either way. Unoriginal. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe you're right. Other than that, the rest of the country's going Did they talk about carbonara on uh, Rogan this week? That's all they talked about. No, because I'm sure I heard carbonara somewhere. So I'm just saying. Whatever. Doesn't fucking matter. That was my week, just cooking up a storm. Simon, how was your week? Oh, uh, I fucking hurt my back. No. Yeah. How? It happened. I woke up and I walked because I'm old and it hurt. And it happened on Monday and usually, you know, one day, two days. It's just, what are we? Sunday today. Getting Almost old. Whole week. And then my dog, I have an old dog and she had a problem. With oh, no. Hurt. Again. So that was a pain in the ass. And yeah. Well, there pain, you go. Pain in the wallet. Go. It was a pain in the wallet, especially because I kind of knew what it was anyways. And we got there and they charged us for the appointment and said, I'll oh, just give her one extra pill. It's like, yeah, we could have done that over the phone. No yeah. way. The racket. Anywho. I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I took Chico in last week. It was a nice $500. Yeah. Well, imagine that three times, Maddie. That's why we yeah. have one. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why we have one. Huge mistake. And how old is this dog? Uh, she's on her last leg, so soon. So it's a it's real difficult decision. Only going to be two. That sucks. Well, the problem is she's perfect except for this one thing. Her heart. So, yeah, but I mean, like, with the pills, most of the time she's great and she's happy and it's not like she's suffering at all. She'll just get so excited that she'll pass out. Like, imagine that being your problem, you know? You're just I so wish. happy I that wish. you pass out. 
Like standing? Well, she'll be like running in circles. Zoomies. Yeah. Zoomies. And, and then just <laughs> fall over? And then just fall over. It's kind of hilarious. And then she convulses oh, when she's that's on not the ground. Funny. That's not and then funny. I have to like rub her and tell her everything's okay. And then she finally. And I wish I got so excited I passed out. I feel like I have the opposite problem. It would be awesome if you could like make yourself do it, you know, just start running around in circles until you're just I so bet you happy could. that you passed out. Well, it wouldn't because you were so happy. Well, no, but I bet just if you just ran in circles like an asshole, out? yeah, you'd probably fucking, I could probably make myself pass out. How was your week, man? Um, it was something. <laughs> it's a roller coaster, that's for sure. What, yeah. what do we do here? Well, let's, okay, listen, yes, obviously I got a big surprise later on in the week for sure. Uh, but let's call a spade a spade. We'll get to that later, I guess. Yeah. That was a bad uh, choice of words. I'm a racist. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> fucking cancel me. The Don't rats of Baltimore. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, that was my week. It was fine. Whatever. My health issues continue. Um, let's go through the guests. Yes, let's go through the guests. We started... Remember last week... Um, Tony asked Joe if he thought about when he was going to die. So it was a deep question moment. I think that might have inspired this guest. But we had a Professor Gary Letterman on sex, religion, and drugs. Then we had a professor from Yale, Nicholas Christie. Christakis. Christakis. PhD, I suppose. <laughs> and then long overdue, they said it would never happen. 1567, Don L. Rawlings and Dave Chappelle. Well, hold on. Again, let's just fucking call a spade a spade. This is Donnell Rawlings with Dave Chappelle dropping in. It would have been so much more amazing. I don't know who does it, but whoever did the thumbnail, if they just had not put Dave Chappelle's name on. Yeah, 100%. So you saw Donnell Rawlings, and he went in like, oh, what the hell's another Donnell Rawlings? And then he came in surprised. That would have been so, so much better from a presentation point of view. I was just thinking, like, if the, I never watched it when it was live, but this one would have been one that was... That could have been. But I think we got a gem out of it, so it's all going to work out. And then we finish off the week with, I think, a big regret for Tom Green, 1568. Local boy. No, quit while you're ahead. <laughs> all right, well, that was it. Let's uh, rate it as we tend to do. Simon, you want to go first? Um, I give this week a three and a half. Kamara. I'm going to give it this week a four. Yeah, I'll give it a four. Can't. Uh, there was something special about this week. I mean, I got my wish, so can't really rate it lower than a four, could I? You got assurance that your real wish was coming. That, well, that, I think that we'll is get more to. Yes. To the point. Because this didn't feel like your wish. You know what I mean? Seemed I'm like glad a, you said it. Because yeah. I didn't want to come in here and be a yeah. fucking Debbie Downer. No, I mean, look. It's when you get, it's listen, when you get what you want, it's tough to then yeah, complain about it. You should never get what you want. So I just literally, the way I look at it is like, it was great. I just, here's the problem. Obviously, I got texts. Obviously, I got hit up. I watched it. I sat down at my TV and I put it on. And like a half hour in, I, was I waited. Like, a half hour in, I was like, okay, well. I was like, this is odd. And waited. Like, I was like, Dave hasn't even been mentioned. And waited. So I was like, what's going on here? And then an hour in, I was like. I waited. I was like, I'm really starting to be confused now. And waited. Yeah. And then two hours in, I was like, is this a fucking joke? And waited. I was like, is someone, f is, is someone fucking with me here? And waited. Yeah. Jesus Christ, please. <laughs> so let's just say this. 
we'll, we'll get to it, obviously, but it's two hours and 20 minutes of Donnell, and then Dave jumps in. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Dave to, Chappelle uh, Donnelled. Donnell Donnell. <laughs> Just so I don't forget, the way he comes in is so like, it almost seemed live because it was so... Well, it was Dave Chappelle. Just very cool and nonchalant. Yeah, it, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. I feel like right before it happened, Donnell was having some issues <laughs> with his phone. I think it might have been oh Dave. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think So was, even though yeah. it was annoying, it was kind of cool. And he didn't let the bill speed. The, the sp- didn't spill the beans. <laughs> spill, spill the, the beans. beans. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. But yeah, we'll get to that. 15, I don't know. I'll just throw it out there. 1569. Gary Letterman. 65, and I don't know who. Way off. Who was it? Gary Letterman. I knew that part. I just didn't know the number. All right, so uh, sex, drugs, and religion. Who wants to start? I uh, enjoyed this podcast because I, well, one problem was, I think Joe talked too much in this podcast. I was sort of trying to um, disseminate what he knew to this guy, more so than hearing what this guy had to say. But uh, his take on calling so many other things religion sort of takes a sting out of religion, if you can look at it that way. Yeah, but you know what? I look at it like Simon asked me the other day, like, would, what, tell me for the record, what do you believe? You know, do you believe in the simulation? And like, like when I said yes, like, again, you could say that, like, I guess I could turn that into a religion, but I don't treat it. Like, there's certain things that get treated like religions, and they are as such. And there's some things that, like, you know, maybe you show up everywhere, like showing up somewhere every, we could call this a religion. We show up here every Sunday. Podcasting is a religion. I mean, technically. I mean, according to this guy. I know neither of you watch uh, John Oliver's show, but John Oliver did a huge piece on uh, televangelists sometime last year or this year, uh, basically exposing how they don't pay taxes and they're just out there trying to rape. Religion, religions, yeah, or yeah. traditional religions. But either way, what he did at the end of the show was he was like, I, fi- I figured out, we got a tax lawyer and we figured out just how easy it is to start a religion. So he started a religion called like uh, Our Sister of Perpetual Exemption. Or something and he goes down the list and like we we probably tick off eight boxes well you're telling the story of silent scientology sure but i'm just but the point is is like to you know you could broadly say yes we can start a religion here we could yes we're not going it's to. more a ritual i think is the word you're looking for than religion like what we do here showing up every week you but know again but I mean? that's those are actually like eight of the boxes that for tax it's purposes be in the, that the irs considers mm-hmm. a religion meeting in the same place having a place of worship, having like a, you know, your keep your eyes open thing. If ever, if we got other people to say that, that's officially like a religious slogan, that mm-hmm, kind of thing. Gotcha. I'm just I saying. Changed from, my name to like Baba Ganoush or something. All I was saying is from the IRS, <laughs> from the IRS standpoint, that could make you a religion. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And the, to Kamar's point, I was just saying, yeah, you could, you know, there's a lot of things that could be loosely, but I don't think there's anything that's like, well, if you do it our way, you're going to go to heaven. Oh, well, no, that's that's one teaching of a religion because other religions think other things. But I know I've said this before, and I probably don't say it right, and I'll try and say it right here. Um, you believing in the simulation, when you break that down, mm-hmm. it is all the religions that have God. That It is the same thing, like... We could break it down. If there's some sort of maker, like, like programmer, totally or whatever it is. Stop, though. Yeah, but I'm not worshipping. Do you see the difference? 
Like I'm not like our creator, our great creator. Yeah, but there's some people no, but who are religious lots and they of, don't yeah, worship. Exactly. Like me, I, I don't call myself Perfect religious, example. but I certainly believe in some sort of higher power that is the same as whoever's running the But simulation. you don't go everywhere every week. You but don't I'm not pray. like out there, you know, stoning gay people and stuff. Like not that yeah, that's but my I also, religion. But I also wouldn't consider you religious. Like you won't get a tattoo just because of like family beliefs, but like you would fully get a tattoo. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not beyond you. Like you only do it to appease. Yeah. That, but I think that's that this guy's point is like the way we prescribe religion, the word religion. Sure. It just, it like puts this it's too strict. Really? Yeah. It's a pejorative almost. Well, it totally is a pejorative because, you know, if you find somebody who's like uber religious, you write them off right away because you're like, what? You believe that God is going to come down and like literally spite you or whatever the the analogy is. A super fan of music. It's religious. Well, I mean, again, they worship the band. They go to all the concerts. They do everything they can for it. You know, that's what they believe. in. Well, it was the false idol part to me that I found interesting. The religion of celebrity. The religion of celebrity. And when you look at it, like that's exactly what they were warning you against in the Bible. Don't worship false gods. Like that's why fucking Moses had to go up the mountain and get the Ten Commandments twice. Cause he came down and they were all worshiping that calf and he had a temper tantrum and he threw the They were having a party as well. Ground, well. An orgy or something, whatever. Nothing wrong with that. They don't say that part in the. Uh, that's because he, orgies are Hebrew fucking schools. chill and they're like, well, we can't fucking. No one's going to believe this. Well, yeah, I mean... And Orgies are great. I've heard. Golden calves. Until like. a guy throws a tablet on your head. Yeah. Or till it's all guys that show up. I guess what kind of orgy you're into. Oh, um, but if the... If every religion was kind of based on some sort of... Not every religion, I guess. But let's say Catholicism was based on some sort of drug start... They would go to no lengths to make sure that that was not. Is that discredits their power? Of course. Of course. You then equate God to some sort of like. It doesn't feel like he goes as deep into that as the other guy we talked to a couple weeks ago with uh, Graham Hancock. Yeah. Yeah, but that guy's whole field of study was those wine caskets and all the shit they put in them. This guy seemed more like he was. More contemporary. Well, he didn't seem as rigid either. Like, this guy seemed like he was just trying to open your mind to the idea of anything. As Joe said, he looks like he should be teaching the course he's teaching. Oh, yeah, he fits the bill, for sure. <laughs> he's like a cool co- Tommy Chong. For sure. They declared that uh, the drugs on war is over and the drugs won. I don't buy that. You don't think so? Ask someone locked up in the States right now. I guarantee you they would tell you the war on drugs isn't over. But I think it's a slow transition. <laughs> and they lost. Yeah, I th- uh, listen. I, you could say that the the fight is maybe coming to an end, but it's not nowhere. It's not over. Jesus Christ! I think uh, Oregon is going to be a huge petri dish to see what happens there. If it all just falls apart, or somehow they thrive and things just get so good, it's undeniable. You're also forgetting too that like it's predominantly blue states that are doing it. Not a lot of red states jumping on board. I guess Nevada legalizing drugs. Yeah, like yes. those those red states are very staunch in the fact that. Like Alabama. But I, I, I don't know if you guys drugs. noticed, but have you heard, like, mushrooms is everywhere now. Yeah. On the drive over, CBC was talking about it. Like, it's it's on the cusp. And I don't think psychedelics should necessarily be classified the same way drugs are. 
Because they're the one things that are not addictive. Marijuana is a class A drug or schedule A drug. But it can be like psychologically addictive. It's not physically addictive. I don't doesn't matter. It's up there with cocaine. Sorry, it's higher. I'm not it's defending that. Not in Canada, but we're in the US. But just, do you guys think psychedelics are just different than drugs? No, I, th- I mean, listen. Have you ever aspirin, known anyone? Aspirin ad- is a drug. But have you ever known anyone addicted to mushrooms or acid? No, but you can abuse both mushrooms you can abu- and acid. You can abuse and I've anything. Seen them both happen, and they've really fucked people up. Like I have friends who did acid every day for a year, and they are not the same. They're fucking different people, you know. But they weren't addicted. They were just being like, "Ah, oh, I love doing this and doing this and well, being young and what's stupid." What's the fucking difference if you're well, people like get addicted your- to heroin or cocaine? Like I know, but if you're ruining your life, what's the difference? Whether you're addicted to the drug or not addicted, I think to if the you're drug. young, if you're to drink anything, like that's the do argument. anything is going to fuck you up. But I just don't think they are addictive like the other drugs, and just should be classified differently as drugs. First of all, anything that's fun can be addictive just by nature. No, no, painful things can be addictive too. Well, sure, but my point is like yeah, it's no, easier yeah. for Sorry, a fun not, thing no. to be. <laughs> the pain is the fun. Yeah, those people are having fun in the pain. Sure, yeah. I just meant, though, when something is wildly enjoyable, it's easier to get addicted to something that, like Which is, sex. You yeah, know, when, yeah. when I hear someone be like, oh, I'm a sex addict, I'm like, get in line, you fucking idiot. Everyone enjoys sex. Like, but if, well, it's not like, everyone, but if it's detrimental to you living yeah, there's a, a normal life, there, right? that's where it is. Yeah, those people, again, I think are just assholes. But someone can do heroin and you don't, be totally <laughs> functional. You don't believe in sex addiction? No. Really? Really? No, you're just saying that. As no, like, no, I'm not contrarian. just You've given this no thought. You're just coming out and saying categorically yeah, sure, yeah. you don't. No, I've given it a bit of thought, obviously. Before, I also don't care. Okay. Yeah. I don't care either. I just listen. Most people I've met that claim they're sex addicts are full of shit. It's like a cop out because <laughs> they cheated on their girlfriend or like you know what I mean. I, yeah. No, I mean sure, but like that's just. It's different if they're ugly or hot, eh? Because if they're not hot, you're like, there's no way you're. A sex yeah, exactly. Like that old Chris Rock joke, you're only as faithful as your options. Exactly. Uh, one thing Joe said on this is, I, I'm not on Twitter. I mean, I'm on it, but I'm not on it. He's like, what does that mean? Just because you don't, like, I'm on Twitter and I don't. Joe's on Twitter. Attack people or yell at anyone, but he's on Twitter. He, he means he's not sending out tweets. I know, but he, he does. Also, he, he also does. occasionally or reads. Someone does. He also occasionally reads He's comments. on Twitter. He's in denial. Just, I mean, it, it, it's not for nothing. Well, he has a business that relies on it. Oh, no. I just think he's in denial when he says, I'm not on Twitter. I mean, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter. Well, we've heard him say a million times that he reads tons of articles on Twitter. So he's obviously on Twitter. Yeah. He just doesn't engage. At least in some degree. Or read what people say about him, which I don't believe. But again, I say I'm not on Instagram. I log on once a week for my 10 minutes and I check my messages and then I'm gone. So he's not on like that. I'm on Instagram, but I'm not, you know. Joe asked him any other professions that have tenure. They couldn't name one, but judges have tenure. Yeah, but you know what? I had a big conversation about something else that relates to this this week. I have a buddy who's a tattoo apprentice right now. And my one friend was like, this is fucking absurd. It's slave labor. Exploitation. This, yeah, this and that. And, you know, I, I then I, I was like, listen, I feel where you're at, but this is kind of how the game is. It's not like this one place is doing it to him. This is how it, it always is. This is how they weed out, you know, the shit ones, I guess. I think there's just, I don't know. Tenure seems odd, but there's just certain things in life that are odd when it comes to work. But I mean, like a tattoo artist, no one comes to your shop, then you you go to business. It doesn't matter if you're a master tattooist. 
If a professor gets tenure, they can't get fired. They're just there, right? And they can either be motivated and do what they want with it. Do you, do you know anything about tenure? What you said is correct. Correct. I'm sure they can be fired. Like, just because you have tenure, if you fuck a student. Like, if you kill somebody. Yeah, I'm sure you can still like, be let's fired. let's be serious here. We're... You can't fucking shoot up your classroom and then come to school Okay, the no, but day. hold on. I'm not talking about the obvious go-to-jail things. I'm just saying, like, there's, there's certain things you could do as a teacher with tenure that will get you fired, right? I'm sure a judge can get fired, too, for killing someone. Do they have a union? Who doesn't have a union? Well, no, actually, not, no, there's a lot I'm of tattoo artists don't have a union. Do, do they have a union? Fighters don't have a union. Because if they do, then no, probably the answer is they cannot get fired, even for murdering someone. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that I'll agree with. Just ask Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> Did either of you watch Trial 4 by any chance? Trial 4. So it's Sean Ellis? Yeah. Kid that was, uh, I watched bits and pieces with my wife. Yeah. He, had, he had four trials. That was why. Yes. I thought it was trial five. Good title. Trial four? Trial Informative four. title. Anyway, go ahead, Simon. You know that there's been a massive spike in chessboard sales? Of course. By you know women. Who's, you know who's buying? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, You're never going to be a professional chess player, women. Get out of your own heads. But if you if you try, you'll be skinny. Don't let movies fool yeah. you into a false don't sense believe, of security. Don't believe what those pedophiles in Hollywood are telling you. It's all a ploy. Stay um, in the kitchen. So there's a church in Oregon that uses mushrooms? Yeah, I want to know what that meant. Like, is that the sacrament they give you? Like, when you walk in, it's like the blood of Christ and no, some no. mushrooms? You go in and trip balls. No, I have no idea. But, yeah, that we, they probably should have clarified that, eh? I mean, keep in mind, it's uh, that's got to be a better way to get people to buy into everything. Well, Aren't you more likely to buy into all that stuff? Just microdosing is a good way to get people to pay attention. You know, you're sitting on this, like, uncomfortable pew listening to some guy ramble on. You just made a great point. If they got lazy boys in church... Everybody would fall asleep. Everyone would fall asleep. Everybody's there on Sunday morning. People fall asleep in the pews. Listen, I don't know. You know, from what we know about social media, it's all just about trying to get people's time, right? I've never been to church. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I've seen. You don't TV. go to church. You anyway. can fall asleep in church. No, I've I've actually been to a couple of churches. Oh had, wait, I assume I synagogues some... already have lazy boys. Yeah, they do. They have vibrating lazy boys. Um, of that's course. how we stay awake. Uh, no, I went to a lot of churches when I was a kid. I had like a lot of Catholic friends. And Spend and they like would Christmas. take you to church? Like, I, I had a friend at the end of my street. I'd spend uh, Christmas at his house, and uh, we'd go, and they'd have, like, a a bean dinner in the basement. So weird. Fucking Catholics and their things. Beans. Anyway, so we'd go, and we'd eat beans. This is probably very odd for that, American listeners, because so many, like, when I go to Florida, there's a church every two blocks. It's fucked. Really? Dude, yes, really. But, and they're segregated. The churches are White segregated? Church, black church. I don't know. I've ne- so, I would never go. But. I said, it's so funny how weird the things that Catholics do are because they're eating beans in their basement. We do way I was just things. about, yeah. Way I didn't want to call you things. on it. Well, yeah. no, call it. I mean, like, just a normal Jewish, like, get-together has, like, a filter fish, which on its own is, like, that is not a, that's not a natural creation, Max. Or, uh, Max. 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 Tell your brother, too. Yeah. Let him know. Um, Matt, Matthew, Dr. Flathew, Discman. That is not a natural creation. That is, There's no fish in that. There's, have you ever tried to get filled to fish? No. Dude, the name alone 
Well, it doesn't make any sense. What is a gefilte? It's nothing. It's no, but I mean, either way, the, the point is, is... Oh, you're actually looking it up? No. Oh. My point is, whoever named it did a good job of... I'm going to look this up right now, and there's going to be like a, a real gefilte fish that swims in the ocean. <laughs> it's around Israel. <laughs> Only in the Red Sea? Yeah. The Red Sea? The Dead Sea? Which the one do Dead you float sea. in? The, the Dead, Dead Sea. That's something I always wanted to do. I was so close to going sea. to Israel. I'm such a fucking pussy. For the kibbutz? Well, you'd have to fly. Oh, no, this is This is when I you were flying. flying. For the I, for, for the, the freedom uh, birthright no, thing? No, I didn't. That, I'm not getting involved with that. That's brain, a fuck fest, eh? Brainwashing. It is a fuck fest because the whole idea, the part that they don't tell you about that is they're trying, or maybe they do tell you, I don't know, that they're trying to hook you up with a Jewish wife. A, a girlfriend that's Jewish. And, then like, and they're encouraging like, all the girls to suck the dicks when they get there. Well, I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, they are. They're saying, be very hospitable to our visitors. I don't think I like the way you're talking about my people. Your people being freaks in a good way? Come on. Nothing wrong with sucking a few dicks. <laughs> He's making it seem like they're doing it under some sort of repression. Uh, no, no, no. I know. They're like, like They happy. told you to get off the plane and do this. They, like they're working for If the you fucking, find the boy cute when he gets off the plane, there's nothing like, wrong oh with God, some these coitus. These girls are so hot, but meanwhile, they've hired them all as like... Uh, to entice a young Jewish boy from uh, Canada. Yeah, I don't like where you're going. That's um, it. Simon's moving on. Oh, yeah. So he was talking about... Uh, yeah, I'm moving on. He was talking about... Uh, Drugs on TV and just no, am I wrong? I'm I'm listening. I'm intrigued. I don't know. Sometimes I have a note down there. But do you guys remember? Or maybe it was just about acid. I don't know. Uh, you might be too. Yeah. Did you watch the Grassy Junior High? I didn't watch any of the like Grassy. You didn't watch any of the Grassies. I know Kamara did because that was like the thing to do. A thing. But one of the characters on Degrassi Junior High, Snake, Spike, Snake. Yeah, Spikes. Stefan Brogan. Baby daddy. Is that his name? I'm a good friend with him. Who, Snake? Yeah. What? I stayed at his place in Toronto. Really? Yeah. Mary, Mary met him at, at uh, your brother's bar. No, that's Snake. So I said Snake. Yeah, Snake. I'm not talking about Snake. Yeah, okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. The Zit Remedy. Yeah, not Snake. Oh. Not Snake. Sorry. Okay. So who? I'm talking about Shane. Shane. Okay. Thank you, Shane. Tall white Shane guy. Shane did acid and jumped off a bridge. Yeah. He got so high, he jumped off a bridge. That scared me for my entire... Mission accomplished. But didn't, dude. But didn't you get any other urban legends you remember? Point war on drugs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, but that's what they did. They got something that they thought was cool. Yeah. And it's they, called propaganda. It's propaganda, but good propaganda, I guess. Is it? I don't know. I See, mean, keep in mind, like you, even if right now you are fine with people doing acid, you definitely don't want kids doing it, right? No, I don't want kids doing it. But here's the thing: mushrooms, natural, come from the earth, like the weed. Acid cooked up in some guy's bathtub. Not natural. Why are we? Why do we equate acid and? It is natural. It is not at all. The chemicals come from Earth. Like oh my God! By that rationale, plastics like, natural. Okay, but his point is that you don't know who's making, who's cooking up the chemicals. Necessarily no. Even mushrooms are mushrooms are mushrooms. That's I think that's his point. I mean, they are and they aren't, but uh, they're not the same. They're not. Yeah, maybe they're both psychedelics, but they're not the same. But acid is derived from like a, a fungus. I've never done acid, so I'm a terrible person to be talking about this, but I've watched a lot of people do acid and I've watched a lot of people do mushrooms and there is a fucking difference. Acid's more extreme. It, it's, you're talking about something that has rounded soft edges 
I'm just giving you an analogy here, and something that is like puffy and soft mushrooms. Unless you do seven acid. grams of mushrooms, then you're in acid realm. I think dose helps. I still, yeah, I'm again, I can't say what the... Did you hear the story of the guy who took some acid called orange peel and then he thought it was an orange? No. That went around when I was a kid. Or a guy thought he was a bird and jumped off a building? Well, that like, was pretty that, much that was just, But I, I just remember there was also urban legends. I was, I was wondering if you guys say, had I didn't, any. I didn't need Degrassi. I had like multiple people be like, oh, I had a friend that did like too much acid and they found him naked by a fire in the woods and he was never the same. I mean, again, you don't know. That's a deterrent. You see, the, the whole thing is just like weed. Um, if you're fucked up, like if you have a you're predisposed. imbalance, <clears throat> any of those drugs can push you over. Something as simple as weed. So mushrooms could, yeah, it could rewire your brain in a good way. Just but the way could, weed to the wrong person could, could fuck them up. It could fuck you up big time, man. You could also argue that maybe those people have broken through to like some new realm. Yeah, maybe. And that to us seems like they're fucked up. Maybe they're just seeing the world for what it is. Is that half a homeless devil's advocate in the new realm? Yeah, maybe. It's like I was watching. You can tell I'm thinking this out, right? Yeah, no, because I was watching. I was watching Lex's podcast. He had this fucking super nerd on, and this guy did like a whole TED talk on the simulation. And Lex asked him, he's like, "So if you could live in a simulation right now, would you?" And the guy, like, without even. Like he'd obviously pondered it in the past, but he was like, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And Lex was like, why? And he was like, well, the apartment I can get in the simulation is like exponentially larger than the apartment I can afford here. And Lex was like, yeah, but if everyone has a nice apartment. And then the guy said something I never thought about. The guy was like, what the fuck do you care? What I do? Well, no, he's like, what does it matter to you if everyone has a nice apartment? It just matters that you have a nice apartment. I thought that was rather interesting. But then it just makes me think, like, we, you can sit there and be like, this guy's brain is broken because of acid. Maybe in reality, he's fucking, maybe to us, he smells like shit and lives on the street. But maybe in reality, he's, you know, in this paradise. Well, that would be interesting if 15 years from now, they give you an option to plug in. Plug in. Dude, that is the most crazy thing I've ever heard. So that every, like, homeless person out there is actually broken through on the Matrix. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not saying I'm. That's crazy. Right? Because again, it's just our perception. Now you look at them with envy, them pity. Well, I'm the chump. I'm fucking slugging it out, (laughs) man. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out. I'd stay the way you are. You don't want to take that chance. No, I'm going. I'm going full (laughs) homeless. (laughs) You got to try, man. If you don't try, you'll never know. Um, Is that it? No, no, I, I don't think so. But um, I'm just trying to decipher something I wrote here. Um, so comedians are losing a lot of spots, and we're seeing a lot of like um, uh, weird filler, I guess is the best way I can put it. Did either of you watch Kevin Hart's special? It was fire. I did, yeah. It was amazing. So good. It was so good. It's such a cool fucking idea. The at his way house. He did Do you think it? it was actually at his house? Yes. It's 100% at his okay, house. Okay, I've just yeah. listened. I, but yeah. that's part of the mind fuck of the whole thing is that you keep going, this is his house. Well, was, no, I was fine. Listen, I was fine because I, I know how rich he is. But I, I then was like, I if I'm rich, do I build a stage in my basement? Maybe if I'm a stand up comedian, maybe. I mean, listen, if you're the. Well, what do you mean? They could have just like built that little like thing in his living room maybe yeah, yeah yeah maybe you're right but i it didn't look that way 
Like, cause the 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 fireplace was raised. It looked I mean, maybe he just has a sunken living room. Fuck the guys. I was thinking, I guess. I'd have one. <laughs> I was thinking it was extra space. He didn't know what to do with. Then this came <laughs> in and said, "I'm going to do this." But maybe he built off a bat. But just that keep going. The head is like, this is not a this is not a theater. This is not a thing. This is his living room. Can I tell you what my only problem with it was? And and uh, I said I liked it. I thought he did a really good job. It's hard to watch that, and then hear him on Rogan, kind of not swearing and only talking about positivity. I'm like, what is, this is two totally different people. Well, I think he said that with the title of the special. Yeah, but Simon, I also think like, so there's two things. One, I think he realizes now like he's almost uncancelable. Okay. Does that make sense? Like maybe he's come out of all this and he's like, they've they tried everything and I'm past that now. Like I'm just too big a star. So now I can actually, because... He hadn't really done stand-up. He hadn't done a special in a while. And it was a, probably a pretty intimate audience he knew and stuff. I doubt he'd do that in a stadium of 30,000 people just because he wants a broader... Uh, it's going out it's going to a Netflix. billion people. Yeah. Yeah. That's the craziest thing so. I've ever heard. I guess so. I didn't like any of his other specials. Sorry, what was your second point? Well, no, I just think that like... So not only is he uncancelable, but I think like, you know... He even, I found it odd that he kept being like, try and cancel me. Like, go ahead, go ahead. I was like, dude, they've, they've tried and failed. So like, you can say whatever you want now. And that's what made me think. Like, Look at the room you have in your house. You're doing Oh all no, right. I have no problem with him saying whatever he wants. All the power to him. I just, it seemed like a huge juxtaposition of the people. I think it was like a big and risk. And that I'm wasn't very it. long ago. Keep in mind though, too. I think like he hangs out with The Rock a lot. Yeah. He's a super positive, like motivating guy. He might've just been on set. So what is the real Kevin Hart? No, I think Kevin Hart, like, dude, watching that Kevin Hart special, I, it felt like uh, it felt like there was a little bit of Patrice coming out of him, which I felt like I was like, oh, it made me catch feelings for sure. But I, that, he grew up in Philly as a broke kid. I think that he's was done, a realist Kevin he's Hart. He's done stand-up. Yeah, I agree. I totally I, agree. I don't think it, but hold on. I don't think it takes away from who he was on Rogan either. Like, I think he is that positive, work hard, uplifting guy. I think he's also a really good comedian who, lo who like, loves to laugh. And, and swear if he wants to. Dude, I luckily, I watched it with Mary in the part where he was like, women always want to fucking do something. I was in tears. Tears. Because that's fucking I was, Mary. I, was, I couldn't breathe. It was so good. What's crazy is I also watched that with my wife, and there was no, like, recognition. Oh, was, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Zero. Because Mary at least, like, There's a disconnect. I, was, I was in tears laughing, and Mary was like, oh, my God, we I do this, don't I? And I was like, yeah. I'm going out with the girls. Here. Fine. I don't care. Yeah, Go. But anyway, I, I can't remember what I got on to Kevin Hart for. I don't know. Because he's saying filler, comedians lost spots. Oh, yeah. No, that, wait. That, that's not what I meant. I, I'm I'm picking on Bert here a little bit again because I still, like, I'm flabbergasted by that whole fucking thing. And finally, somebody talked. I heard somebody talking about it. What are you flabbergasted? The special the or special, his work? The Skanks talked about it. Mm -hmm. Ari piped up on what he thought, which I thought was interesting. Because he wasn't invited? Well, did you guys watch Bert's invited. new special? Bert has a new special? On Netflix? Yeah. Newer than the Maybe, one came out at the beginning of the pandemic? About? Newer than Storytime? Yeah, I've seen Storytime. Secret Time. Newer than, newer than Secret, Secret Time. Time. I think I've seen that one. Is it alive, like at the drive-in show? No, no, I haven't seen it. What are you talking about? Anyways, I'll, I'll check after. Okay. Anyways, what's your point, though? Uh, well, no, I, my point was just like, speaking about comedians losing their spots and shit, um, I think Kevin Hart showed that like you don't you don't need an arena. You don't need 30. You can do you can even do a special in front of 20 people. Yeah. Like if you're a truly good comedian, these guys came up in front of audiences mm -hmm. that size. If you're making 20 people laugh, that's fine for Netflix, for Showtime, for whatever fucking medium you're putting it out on. 
So these guys, like, I truly believe, and we'll get to it, but I'm going to say it now. I think Dave is going to stay in Austin for eight weeks, and I think he will film a special at that barbecue joint. Like he said he was going to. Well, did he say that? Yeah. I just, yeah, I heard him, him and Joe said they're doing a... Well, they're doing a residency uh, yeah. there. I heard that, so, but I didn't hear him say he was going to... I heard him say he almost had his special polished. And he said when he comes back, he'll stay here for eight weeks and try and finish the special that he was so close to finishing. But I think he's going to just pandemic. end up recording it there. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 that's fine, yeah. I, I assume that's what he okay. meant when he said... Um, and then I think he'll... Matter. And then I think it'll drop on Netflix in February. And he'll go on Joe Rogan probably around then. Hopefully around February 7th, which would be great. Um, all right. People can see your sexy girl, eh? On your, you're the back end of your. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's just fucking page dicks? I just pixelated it. No, if it was guys... a page of dicks, it'd be way, way better. Yeah, way of course. Better. Do you guys think that religion has taken a bad rap? Or do you think it's gotten all the rap it deserves? Well, with the broadening of the term religion, it's hard to say, but uh, the... Uh... Well, and let's say modern religion, okay? Because we all know that ancient religion probably... Everything must be questioned. Gets the rap it deserves, you know? Nothing is above questioning. Um, there's, a f there's a very famous... Uh, what the hell is that guy's name? Carl Sagan. It's a very famous Carl Sagan uh, talking to, was it Ted Turner? I don't remember who he's talking to, but they ask him, I can play it. It's two minutes and 45 seconds if you want to hear it. But he basically, he he breaks it down. Like he's like, I don't think religion is the worst thing. It does a lot of good stuff. It, it feeds the homeless and churches, you know, churches do a lot of good stuff, but there's also a ton of shit behind that. And I'm doing a terrible job of, no, but I mean, I'm, I think it would be in a worse position if it didn't get any bad rap at all. And religion was like, you know, untouchable. I mean, we talk about the Catholic Church all the time. How many kids have they raped? Like, how many lives have they saved? Islam's stopped? a little bit more difficult to criticize. Uh, Buddhists can't really give them shit. Scientologists, we shit on them. I mean, his point that Catholicism is kind of interbred into everything we do, that's kind of true. It's a foundation. It is. I mean,. Our whole kind of system is based on morals that come from uh, Christianity a little bit, don't they? Yeah. Do not kill. I can't believe it. Was that? I mean, you could say that the morals come from every religion in a way, shape, and form, right? Or that, like, do good unto others compass. is the bottom line, right? Because, like, it, you know, you not the whole world came up Christian. There's a lot of Jews. Again, Islam is huge. Yeah, no, I'm just, you know, if you're talking about, like, who kind of put together America uh, sure. or whatever, the New World. Yeah. Catholicism. Oh, Catholicism there probably wasn't was... a lot of Jews. <laughs> well, you asked some conspiracy-minded people. I mean, maybe. They might they helped all, That's open all the businesses. That. Come on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, you said Islam is tough to criticize. It's not. Because, like, a lot of them live... A lot of them interpret that doctrine in a very positive way. I just tell that to Charlie Hedbo. I'm obviously generalizing, but some. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is there's there's some there's a, a portion of them that interpret that. That's a crazy argument. There are fucking Jews who suck the fucking foreskin off of. I know the, that's what like, I'm saying. You know, no, like, but what I'm saying is you can't. There's a subsect of people that interpret the fucking thing in a terrible way, and I don't think you can throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not religious. I choose not to be. I I just I don't know. 
I believe in people more than I believe in uh, bullshit, which is probably my mistake. <laughs> I think maybe bullshit's more palatable. What's wrong, Simon? You seem verklempt by your no, notes. No, I'm just, you know. I don't really remember listening to this episode, but I obviously did because I have a lot of notes about it, but it's kind of all new to Do me. Do you remember he was um, talking to uh, the professor about... Uh, difficult topics to talk about and uh then he was talking about sexuality did you feel like joe was trying to lead the witness and to get in a discussion about gender or something and the professor ended up saying the most touchy subject is suicide but i just felt like joe was like so so what sort of tough things yeah. do you get into there and i was like objection joe you lead the witness yeah, yeah but they say suicide's unreported but that's actually a policy of news organizations Unless it's a public figure, they don't report suicides yeah. because that could motivate someone to say, well, if I kill myself, at least I'll get in the paper. No, I remember I was in New York like my first week and the train stopped and I was late for school and I was, and the person beside me was like another fucking jumper, like some guy late for work. And I, I just remember being like, what are you talking about? Like, I remember like going to school and thinking like, what is this guy talking about? And then someone was like, yeah, no, people jump in front of the train all the time. And then I remember thinking like, oh, fuck, it's going to be in the news tomorrow. Like I was going to, like, I was on that train, nothing in the news, obviously. They were like, it happens all the fucking time. That must be a horrible thing to watch. Someone jump in front Someone of you. Well, it happens in Toronto, too. Of oh, train. of course. So, I mean, even crazier is when I lived there, a gentleman um, who went to my school, crazy enough, had a seizure on the platform, fell onto the, like, onto the tracks. This dude taking his two daughters to school, the construction worker making minimum wage, jumps onto the tracks to help to like get the guy up. The guy's like having a serious convulsive seizure, realizes he can't get the guy up because the train's coming, lays on top of the guy in the middle of the tracks. Train goes over, guy's two daughters are sitting there watching. They're like, holy fuck, dad's dead. Train goes over, guy's still like his back is a bit fucked up, but. He saved the guy's life, like just laying on top of him. He has to exist. Him and got him up. It was that guy should never insane. have to work again, eh? Insane. There should be some sort of hero fund. Well, the school, so the school I went to, the New York Film Academy, the owner gave him like a $10,000 grant for each of his kids to like go there in the future, that sort of thing. So like, it wasn't like for nothing. But yeah, I, I said the same thing. I was like, this guy's a goddamn fucking hero. He did it without intention. Like, I'm going to clean up for this. He just did the right thing. No, he was just spur of the moment. Like, fuck, he, I have to. He could not have been thinking about that because no, it's not. when you weigh out those pros and cons and your daughters are left there watching you do Dude. it. Like, I just Pure I can't imagine if you think about that as good as a person you are, you just don't jump on those tracks. Also, if you know anything about subways, that third rail has like, enough voltage to kill a hundred fucking cows that, on the spot. That's actually true. The third rail. Yeah. A yeah. hundred. It, how do you think the trains go? You touch that third rail. You are fucking done. Um, this has nothing to do with it, but just speaking of bravery. Um, did you see that guy go into the water to get his dog out of the crocodile's mouth? Oh, that's insane. That was one of the craziest things I've yeah. ever seen. I saw another one the other day of a guy jump, like his dog's in the middle of a frozen lake and fell through. I saw, I've seen that one, yeah. yeah. But the guy that saves the six this deer. This guy goes into the pool. I know. And doesn't, he goes under the water yeah. and comes out holding the crocodile. Like, it's amazing. Or I guess it's an, it's an alligator. No, I, Was it Florida? Yeah, I think it's a okay. golf course in Florida or something. Not a golf course. You know how they all live on the, uh, maybe it the was Everglades. a golf course. I don't know. No, but you know how everybody has like a pool in their backyard. It has to be covered by like a house. Because there's also a river back there where the alligators come. Yeah. Did you see the gator? 
Yeah, he's high. God, was it a small? Head. So it was a small. It wasn't a big gator. He had a small dog. I think there's uh, a certain size where I'd go off to save the dog and or leave the dog. Yeah, I, I didn't see the whole thing, so I'm not sure if he like saw his the gator pull his dog. He must have to know to go and get it. I don't know. Whatever. That's a feel good story. Anyways, yeah. So this guy went years without talking about suicide in his class because he was worried that it was going to cause people to commit suicide, which is. Well, I think his his concern was Trigger. also that like he just you know he he kept saying he's like I'm not uh, I'm not qualified, so I don't want to I I can't imagine being put in that position where you think you're doing the right thing and saying the right thing to a student, and you go home thinking like okay you know I I left a good impression then you show up the next day and you find out that student's killed himself like but imagine like you'd be like what, holy fuck. what if the student tries drugs because the course in ODs is it the same thing, or uh, something bad happens to them. Like, I wonder if he gives a disclaimer. Don't do drugs, but let's talk about it. I mean, he does drugs. I don't know. I mean, that's a tough one. I don't know. I mean, I'd assume if you're taking a class, a course on drugs and religion, well, he's probably he, not some straight edge. He did say that to Joe. If you're too soft, don't take this course. Yeah. Did I'm, Joe ask him if he did drugs? Yeah, he did ask it. Okay. All the stuff was sort of fucking around until he met his wife. He said, "I was a fuck up in high school." Remember, he was like, I didn't, why well, I had no direction. I wasn't doing shit. Which always, I always, <laughs> whenever someone says that, I'm always like, can you fill us in with the middle part? Because I'm like, I too was a fuck up. I oh. am a fuck up. I'm like, could you give me the steps in between that well, he got said, you? He said it was the wife. Out of fuck, okay. Well, wife got him to learning. And then he yeah. said he'd like to learn. Back to the celebrities for a second. Do you find it's weird that when people get famous, everyone gives them free shit? It's the worst. But that's a thing, right? I mean, keep in mind. When you're struggling, you don't need it. You got to pay for everything. When you make it, everything's just silver platter. I mean, I'll say this, though. Like, there's certain people that are famous and not rich. So for those people getting free stuff, that's cool. I think that's sort of what makes it the religion. Well, it's like when those celebrities go to the, whatever, galas, the Oscars, or whatever. Yeah, they get $50,000 worth of shit. Well, I I understand that's marketing, right? Yeah. That's that's the intent, I think, mostly. That's what it all is. I'm going to give this and you're going to say to people That's, you get free stuff. What What did you say in the first place? I, I just wonder if people get free food. Like if you go to a restaurant, oh, no, don't worry. Everything's on the house or whatever. I mean, again, it is, there's staff. I, I don't think staff. anything's free. I think it's always like, can we get a photo with you to put on the wall? Or you know what I mean? Well, that's always... also so you tell your other rich friends, famous friends, oh, go eat at this place. They're going to give you free food, and then that place becomes a place where Hollywood people so go. So that's no, why celebrities get doing free stuff. Any, yes, it's yeah. all for promotion. Like you, you got it right the second time. Dude, my aunt threw a, a film festival party in Toronto when I worked there, and like a bunch of famous people showed up for it, obviously. And I guess there was a photo the next day in like one of the papers of Pierce Brosnan drinking a Heineken. Now, again, they had all sorts of beers there. They were, uh, they had like a spread. It just happened that Pierce Brosnan grabbed a Heineken and was snapped taking a photo and Heineken sent her the wildest fucking care package. They were like, we saw, we saw the photo of Pierce Brosnan at your restaurant drinking Heineken. Heineken wants to thank you. Like, and I was just like, this is fucking insane. Like it's pure accident that he just, like we didn't do anything. Didn't we know up. a guy who named himself after Heineken, and he gets nothing. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's it. That's it. Do you guys listen to Fish or The Grateful Dead ever? No, but no, and no, no. But uh, a former employer of mine was like a huge Deadhead. Deadhead, I get Fish. I just I miss the whole thing. Like I like some Grateful Dead songs, but I never went to a show. But Fish is just something else. There is no fucking band that I would travel across North America. To see like 
two. Two is the most. I've done Toronto. Like I've multiple done multiple shows like the tour. If I've I, done Ottawa, Montreal. I've done Ottawa, Montreal. They're different back religions. Back if I had nothing to do, like no family, no responsibilities, no nothing, whatever. So you get in your van, and you follow a band. It just gives you some reason to. But there's no band places, exists for you. you know? That's what I'm saying. Is there a band that exists for you that would make you do that? No, but I'm saying if I was like, if I was of that vagabond kind of no, lifestyle. No, but let's, let's just say you, you have nothing. There's no band that exists that you'd want to follow. Well, if I needed to like get out on the road, I'm saying I would just pick a band. What band would you pick? It would pick? be a Blink 182. Oh, okay. No, I'm just saying it <laughs> would be matter. so awkward with yeah, all. I guess Blink 182 sort of washed DeLong, up now. They're all like, old. Oh, that would actually make Alien. sense. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, no, I've I've done Ottawa, Toronto, or Toronto or Ottawa, Montreal back to back shows. But Same show, yeah. I would never do more than that. Well, what? You went to Toronto. And then turned right around and went back to Montreal to watch a, the same so show. Don't forget, I've lived in both those cities. Yeah. So like when I lived in Montreal, for example, I saw a show in Montreal and was going home either way. And the show just happened to be a Babylon the next night. Oh, in Ottawa. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, I've never done Toronto, Montreal. I'm saying I've either done like Toronto and then gone to Ottawa to see the same show or Ottawa to Toronto, that sort gotcha. of thing. I, I I'd rather watch uh, or follow a sports team for all season. I go to uh, every yeah. game their yeah, way. Yeah. I mean, you're spending a lot of time in Detroit if you're me, but whatever. Oh, I, yeah, for sure. If I was rich, the yeah, NFL season, do, I, I would do, do that, that at least one year. Follow the Vikings around, for sure. I think that'd be great. Both of you guys, yeah, your home games are just going to suck, man. No, no, the Vikings are indoors now. Oh, are they? But yeah. still, it's like you oh, walk outside of the indoors. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm with you, You're still dude, in Minnesota. Sure. Like, follow a team. Where well, you're lucky. You'd be, the hanging out, the box. <laughs> you'd be hanging out in San Francisco dodging uh, human feces. If I go with my second team, if I go with my first, I'm fucked. The Giants? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're in Jersey then. They yeah. don't even play in New York. They play in, uh, Jersey. is that Jersey? Yeah. Meadowlands. Yeah. Meadowlands, yeah. Which is in- insane. What, the field? No, that you play in a different oh. state and you're still called the New York Giants. Um, well, it's kind of like, uh, the, n- nope, different state. No, 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 no. Just hold on the, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> what about the, uh, the Islanders? Long Island. Well, Long Island is still Nassau Coliseum. No, they, they, they got a new stadium, but they're not. They're the New York Islanders. Yeah. But technically Long Island is still like, it cons- at least you could consider it part of New York city, right? Okay. Jersey's a different, I mean, listen, I'm with you technically. Jersey's way closer to Manhattan than it's Long way Island. Closer. I'm I'm with you there. So who cares whether it's a you know? I'm just saying, like if you play in Connecticut and you call yourself the New York Giants, that's a bit fucked. The fact right? of the matter is, you're going on tour, following the team, so you got to go they're, where the stadium. They're yes. price conscious, and they just know they're getting a better deal in New Jersey. Well, in this scenario, we're rich, so money's not an option. I'd probably like to check out every ballpark in the states too. Baseball? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like baseball, but I'd like to go to the ballparks. Are we good? See, I do like, I'd go from like the biggest fork to the yes, giant thimble yes. to the, you know, well, I can see well, something. Known for that tour. Too, I, I can mean. see something in that. Like, there's, you know, there's some hill in um, maybe in Halifax. The Magnetic Hill? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Magnetic Hill. What the huge it? nickel in Sudbury? Well, you know what it is? It fucking pulls your car backwards up the hill or something like that. No, I think it's so steep. It looks like you're going the other way. No, have you, you, sure have you ever it. driven through um, British Columbia? No. It gets to a point where you don't know if you're going up or down. The roads to the mountains are so steep. Simon, before you die, you do have to go to Vancouver and drive from Vancouver to Whistler. Or through the Sea to Sky Highway. 
the Sea to Sky Highway is it's actually regarded as one of the ten most beautiful strips of of like road in the world. Yeah, that's Bigfoot country. Mm-hmm. It is something else. Dude. I believe you just touch on Hope BC too, where Rambo was filmed, which is total Bigfoot country. It, Rambo was filmed in BC. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. that's interesting. I didn't know that either. Are we done then? Didn't we just start? No, this guy we just finished. We didn't rate Christakis? the guy. Christakis? We didn't rate the last guy. I'm going to you, buddy. Oh, shit. We're still okay. on Letterman. Yeah, Do you no, want to rate yeah. him? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, four, uh, three. Like I said, I thought Joe talked too much, but I thought it was a fantastic discussion. I give it a four. Um, I'll give it a three. I thought it was decent. Nothing nothing to write home about. But again, I think it maybe gets lost in the week as well. Anyway, 1566. Nicholas Christakison. Am I getting the Christakis? Christakis. Christakis. Christakison. What a fucking moron I am. Oh, I think it was a he was a moron. No, no. He's a fucking Yale professor. I think I would have no. Uh, he's a bit of a chachi. Why? I I thought he was too jovial <laughs> considering the subject matter and the way he was trying to talk about it. I mean, he's just, the one thing I'll say about this guy in his defense is um, there's a big protest about Halloween costumes. Yeah. And he said, if you get offended, look away. So he's not a crazy social justice warrior. I wouldn't have gotten that from him either. I think he's a physician. I think he's a doctor. And who- but I found frustration just everything he said we're doing in Canada and it's not really working. So it's like, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Well, 60% of South Dakota has COVID, so. And not really working. Like, what are your metrics there? Well, just the second wave is worse than it was in they March. Always, but they, they always told knew. You it was yeah, they always worse. knew that. They didn't lie to And you, then they, they should be prepared. You. Since they knew. Because he said in this, everyone knows there's going to be a second wave. But the hospitals are at capacity. I just, I guess you can blame it all on Donald Trump, but I think everyone is sort of still fumbling. And it just seemed like his advice was to be more in line with what's going on in Canada. And I think you're just angry that he said that he was like, he, he didn't even want to say it. Joe had to get it out of him, but he was like, yeah, I guess I think Donald Trump mishandled it. No, he, he blamed Trump a bunch of times. If I'm any, not angry. If anything... Just felt like he didn't. The reason that the states has it's because they each state has their own ability to do. Whereas here, like we do, but we don't. You know, like at any point, the prime minister just swoops in and says, "Yeah, listen, uh, provinces." It's still the biggest problem that it isn't uniform. Like from what I understand, the East Coast is doing way better, and even they're having issues or whatever. Well, you saw that um, the cowboys out in Alberta were much more cavalier. And it's caught up now, you know what I mean? But so, there's no uniform just uh, wear response. Your, just wear your goddamn mask. I've never balked on the mask. Like They're just, balking on the mask. Just wear your mask. And then the one thing he said, it's like, you know, if you're if you're a person who's fighting for the economy to be back open, there is no way you can be that same person fighting masks because they're saying, if you want it open, wear, wear the, the mask, fucking yeah. mask. But then you're out there, pro- like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, you well, know he also what? made a really good point, too, that sense. he was like, it's a pandemic. There was going to be, the economy was going to take a hit regardless. I never even thought and, of that. And it might take a bigger hit if you proceed to keep not wearing masks. Well, yeah, but I think the overlying point, the big point is like, whether you want to wear a mask or not, if you're all about the economy, when a pandemic hits, the economy's going to take a fucking massive hit, regardless. I, I mean, that's the same kind of argument, I guess, as, well, if we didn't lock down in the first place, y- y- you know, when people make that argument, like, well, we shouldn't have locked down 
Well, we had to at the start because that probably no slowed it. But his point was even to... if his point was even if we didn't lock down, the economy was going to take a huge hit. Like if we had kept every single business open and didn't change well, of anything. Of course, because people are scared and they're not going out. And like, that was his point. He was like, "Listen, the economy was going to take a fucking massive." And it's an interesting um because the economy, that that's an interesting statement because the economy didn't really take a hit. Lots of people started doing way better. Amazon has done better than they ever have. All the little people took the... Yeah. Do, you know what I mean? It balances itself out. The money's still being spent. Or being saved. No, nobody's fucking saving money. When you're home alone... A lot of people are saving money. Listen, two years ago when we sat here, I would have... If, if you rewind two years and listen to some episodes, I was very pro-universal uh, basic income, and I've done a total 180. What? Yeah, you, we can't do this. It's we can't insane. do no. universal basic income. No, because it just it kills productivity. No, no, it, I don't fuck productivity. You, you will in ten or twenty or thirty years, it might not happen right away, but you will, you will inevitably only have four companies, and that's it. And there's no way around that, and no one will have a chance. The you kill the middle class, you kill the American dream. There is no. I mean, listen, if, if the argument is we're going to lose 50% of jobs to automation, then I, you know, I guess we have to do something. But Why, though? I, I'm not sure I understand your argument. Okay, so think about it like this. If, if no one can work, right? So let's say we lose 50% of jobs and we all have to re resort to whatever our pastime is to try to make money, right? So like we have a podcast, right? So let's say, let's say you couldn't start a business, couldn't get a job. He couldn't get a job. I don't have a job. So we just say, well, since we have all this time, we'll just do an episode for each Joe Rogan, right? And we hope to make money off that. If the podcast doesn't make money, we each only live off the $2,000 a month. We have no way of earning any other income, right? Okay. So how do you start a business? How do you become anything other than, how do you, how do you gain more money to do anything other than live off what the government's giving you? Mm -hmm. It's almost impossible. And then the four company thing is because if, if all the small businesses are gone, you're left with the Amazons, the Walmarts. You're left with all the biggest players. And we're and then we're we're almost subservient to them because they're the only people we can buy stuff off. Yeah, of. yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I'm just, I, like, the argument always was, no, the universal basic income gives you the time to pursue the things that, you know, to open your own business. But where does that money come from? It, the banks would have to be willing to loan money to new business. But even then, hear me out. So, like, you know, we have a podcast... We would, okay, so let's say, let's say we relied off just advertising. The advertising dollars are not going to be there because there isn't, there's hardly any expendable income except for the people that own those four companies. So you got to advertise for them. So unless you're in that small minority of people that work, there isn't like you, advertising budgets would be cut in half if everyone only has $2,000 to live off. Because think about it. Let's say out of that $2,000, you only have a hundred dollars a month that can go to other expenses then they're not going to bother advertising to you because you have such a small amount well, of money. What a doctor's going to spend their money yeah. on. Yeah, universal income isn't a, um, it's not for the people. But that's how it's branded. I know, but it's not. When you think about it in, those, in that way, it's not at all for the people, it's for the corporations. It's all part of the reset. Yeah. Which would make total sense. I mean, you're, you're gonna, you'll probably argue me on this, but... I just said that I'm arguing. No, no, but I mean, I'm going to take it to a conspiratorial place. Well, then I like, might argue it, yeah. Um, it, it, Again, if you are a, a government that is trying to, you know, get your population in line, 
then universal basic income is a great way to do that because you're fooling the people into thinking that you're no, take this and follow your dreams. And really you're just, you're just on the teeth. You're just high speeding the complete fucking shutdown of society. You know, you didn't argue it. No, so then he that, got in. That the, means it can't be that far off. Then he got on the vaccine, which really fucked me up because he was like, so this vaccine, we don't know anything about, but hopefully it'll be good. Because he said that they do not know if taking the vaccine stops you from being contagious. Right? Mm-hmm. So that sort of doesn't help anyone. It and helps everyone if everyone's got taken it. But you can still spread it. Yeah, but if everyone's if everyone's oh. immunized, the spread doesn't matter. So that's going to take two years, he said. So that's a problem. But it also doesn't know, like you could take it and feel sick. So you're taking it to avoid what you were avoiding. What do you mean? You take the flu shot and it makes you feel sick. Yeah. But the argument is that if you feel somewhat ill for two days but can't then die from corona, that's an easy choice. So that's well, the biggest. Course. But he, he doesn't know if it will stop killing you. He said that as well. It doesn't lower fatality rates. It just lowers if you get it, you won't get as sick. No, what he said was they're unsure. Yeah, what he said no. was at this moment they're unsure. What he said was they're testing to figure out if one of them has a lower, if one of them lowers the mortality rate, that's the one they will most likely go with. He said there's a chance that one of them will just shorten a hospital stay. But no, that, I, I don't, are we talking about the vaccines? Yeah. yeah. He said both vaccines work almost exactly the same. The only difference is one that can be ha- stored in yeah, a heard, colder temperature and one can be stored in the other. And that those vaccines yeah. will work. But not for fatalities. They will work uh, whatever it is, 95.9% of the time. And even if it doesn't work for that 5.9% of the time, up to the standards they need to make that number, it's probably still helping you because if you get it, you're going to get less sick. This is a no-brainer, man. And the flu shot's only like 60%. Well, the flu so because the flu the, the flu changes every year. That's why the flu shot has a, a far less. Well, really, you should be getting like four flu shots a year. Sure, but the point is, is his sixty percent success rate with the flu shot. I'm just saying, is because it's. It, it's no, a, no, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm saying if you really like, there sure, are yeah. four strains of like major Influenza strains of flu. It. Yeah, you should take a shot for all of them. We just don't because you know eighty percent of the people who get sick are from that one strain in any given year, whatever it is. I don't I'm not a doctor. And then he said you might have to take two COVID shots. Yeah. yeah. I just want to get back to normal. And then you may you may have to take this every year. I'll take it every year. I'll take ten this year. I just want to get back to normal. To like, the roaring twenties. No man, to like nine months ago. <laughs> Like, are, are you guys kidding? I'm so, I am so you have over COVID fatigue. arguing this. I'm so over. Like, Simon, I, don't I was in Florida in January. about any, uh, just get us back to normal. This is coming from the biggest conspiracy guy at the table. Give me the shot. If it's going to kill me, it's going to kill me. Like, I got to move on with my life here, man. I couldn't get over that Joe wasn't really understanding his argument about um, pre-existing conditions. I know that was so frustrating. It was really frustrating. Yeah, I was like, Joe, I was like, Joe, you got to understand what the guy's saying here. It's, like, It's just because Joe, and it, for all his goodness, like all he wants is for people to be healthier. And I don't, you can't get on the guy for that. I know, I but know. But he gets lost in it sometimes. That's, That's the only place where I push back too. against this guy because he was like, if you get COVID, if we don't get a rap on this, you'll go to the hospital and they'll turn you away. Right? Yeah. So by his logic, COVID didn't kill you. The hospital turning you away killed you. I don't 
think that's exactly like again. I don't. It's because really he's diabetes in a car crash. The it was, argument, it was, it but was, I remember thinking he, he, this doctor's thing is getting lost in the semantics of it all. You know what I mean? Like what he was saying was right. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I, I'm His sorry, point was I like, just, if you have cancer that's treatable, and we're currently treating it, and then you get COVID. Oh yeah, because there's no guarantee. Yes, I mean. Likely, you're going to die from that cancer. Some people beat cancer, man. Yeah. Like, so you can't say... Listen, I read an article that said if every man lived to 150, they would. you're guaranteed to get prostate cancer. We just die before we get prostate yeah, cancer the for the most part. Yeah, the just isn't made. Yes, it has that's what I'm saying. a finite amount of time. So you could function. then argue that, like, well, I guess prostate cancer killed me in a way... You know what I mean? Like, so that's interesting. So if they... Wow, that's really interesting. Listen to this, okay? So if they invent some sort of uh, life extension. Yeah. They would they, have to figure they out. They have to figure out cancer, cancer first. Yeah. All cancers. It's not just colon no, but specifically, what no, I'm no, saying no, is but in men. That can't be the only one. Maybe like not, what yeah. you're saying probably makes sense for a lot of things. Bowel cancer. Like how long do your bowels last? We know they last, they can last a hundred years, but do we know if they can last a thousand years or 500 years? Or? I think the idea with life extension though would be they just pump every one of your organs full of stem cells. So that it would regenerate, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm with you though. You still mm -hmm. like what I'm saying is if we're all guaranteed to get prostate cancer, then they're, they have to figure that out. They're talking about um, some of this life, life extension being pretty close, like probably not a hundred years worth, but maybe an extra 30 years onto your life. So I'm just like, it, is it 130? That's the length of the prostate. Cause if not, they better start working backwards, you know? Yeah. But it, I, and I, I'm not being facetious here. Okay. I, I bet you that there are um, medical companies, what, pharma companies out there mm -hmm. who are probably way closer to a cure for cancer than they'd like you to believe or that you'll ever know. And they'd rather give you drugs than a straight-up cure. Of course. Well, that's diabolical. They, they're looking for... Well, hold on, hold on. They no are one, looking for customers. Profit. No one hates Vice Magazine more than me. That's probably not true. I dislike Tim Vice Pool Magazine. Yeah, fine. You know Tim Pool's really good at skateboarding? Is he ramp actually really good though? Because I've always I hear him talking about it all. The, you're gonna have to show me. Yeah. He's not a great musician. But go on with your story while you look it up. What was I talking about? It's something about skateboarding. Tim Pool. No. Jesus Christ. You said Tim Pool. No, he said Tim Pool. Yeah. Fuck. Jamie. We won the tape. About? The fuck were we just talking about? Oh, whatever. That's crazy, right? That's really embarrassing. But this happens to me all the time. COVID fatigue. No, it's not COVID. This is all weed. This is weed fatigue. Oh, that's what pot. That's pot, yeah. Short, short term. Uh, no, but what the fuck were we talking about? I don't know, but here's, t here's Tim Pool doing an... I hear him. He says that he was like close to being pro. Is that true? It could be. Maybe, like I'm, maybe I'm making that up. I don't, I don't like him. You don't like Tim, don't like Tim Pool. He's, he's, he's got his compound set up, eh? Yeah. You know, I still haven't watched that uh, thing. I can't believe I totally forgot I had it. Jesus Christ. You'll find the time. So that so is this, is, this is right now, though. That's what I'm telling you. Is he wearing a toque? He's wearing a fucking toque. Of course he is. I hope he sells those toques. Watch it again in slow-mo, Si. That's his merch. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's a really good skateboarder. Um, that's Look it a, up. That's really interesting. Huh? Yeah, tough to believe, huh? <coughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him when he was young then. I wonder if he ripped. He mu Dude, he must have. Well, okay, hold on a second. He seems like a guy who would, like, study a trick for four years. So maybe, you know, that seems like a weird trick to... 
There's a few of them. Oh, is there? Okay, uh, okay, guys, okay, I should shut my mouth because I'm terrible at skateboarding. Dude, I, I would love, I would love to be like Tim Pool's. Not, he's, uh, I was blown away. He's a good skateboarder, man. Fucking... Listen, he's made a ton of cash, a whole whack load of jack since moving over to um, wherever he moved to the dark side. There. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I'm sure he has. Yeah. Like a ton of jack, just yeah. so much jack. Is that a crazy compound? Like, what was he worth before? We checked this last week, right? Like, he's only worth, like... I don't remember. But I bet you that's last year's figure. Projected earnings, yeah. What the the fuck was I talking about? I don't know, man. We'll never remember. How did we get to Tim Pool? Let's try and fucking uh, Sherlock this What's on your notes? Like, we were talking about the virus. We were talking about... We were talking about uh, the The vaccines vaccines are going to save us all. We'll be back to the roaring 20s. My point being is this guy wanted to raise a standard that we're at in Canada. So it wasn't like... um, any epiphanies or any information I didn't know. And I, what but I thought is on. he should be trying to sell this book. It should almost be like a public service. Keep in mind, Kamar, he also brought up Sweden. And he was like, Sweden, who left everything open, isn't faring that well right now. No one's faring well. Well, no, but that's a great example, I think, because that was like the bar that everyone held up, right? Oh, look at Sweden. They're just doing whatever the fuck they want, and it's no problem. Like, it's a problem, guys, you know? But, this is. But we did way more, and we have the same problem as them. That's all the point being. It, we have a million more people. Like No one is, like, I think Taiwan and North Korea are the only two. And I meant million. Like, we have yeah. way more than that, don't we? Everyone's struggling. We have 36 million. Well, no, I, compared to, like, what, how many million can Sweden have? Oh, I have no idea. But still, it's like ten thousand deaths. I just don't think that, that's. But it's it's eleven thousand. Yeah, well, I mean, eleven million people in the states have caught it, which is a third of our country. And they're afraid a million might die from it. That's what he was saying. Yeah, I mean, a million—that's a lot of people. It's not that many. Nine hundred eighty-five thousand people the, die from the, cigarettes the, every year. The argument I'm willing to entertain is: we take a lot of risks every day. Yeah, you get up. You go outside, you take a lot of risks, a lot of risks that you don't even realize you're taking that you're taking. You take risks with your children. You take risks with your pet. You, you know what I mean? Like there's a built in, um, uh, weight and what's the fucking, uh, you Checks know, and balances. yeah, you know what I'm saying to every moment of every second of every day of your life, like, I think that's Joe's only point that he was like, we have the right as Americans to decide what our risk is. Well, and that's exactly the problem right there is the right of Americans. No, and I'm not. I'm not being. Um, I said this. I said not, this before. I'm not Too trying much to be freedom. Rude. Yeah, I'm not trying to be rude. Like there is something to, like, look, we're probably the best of both worlds, and I don't say that because I think Canada is all that. I just mean, look, we. We don't have a First Amendment. We're free. Like you made fun of Tom Green. I get it. There's a couple of examples you can give where two, where that came into play. (laughs) Like, but but for for the most part. I made this point. If you talk to a German, ask them if they're free, they're going to say yes. If you talk to a Canadian and say, do you feel like you're free? They're going to say yes. I mean, again, we have levels of freedom. Like, can I go out in the street and rape and kill someone? No. So I'm not as free as I could be. Germans are free. They just can't talk about Nazis. Or they can't not talk about the Holocaust, you know? But no, but that's the point. So I, I, again, Kamar, you brought up cigarettes. Like, yeah, cigarettes kill a million people a year, but that's a choice that you make that doesn't affect those around you. And again, an instantaneous choice. You know, one that I make my decision today and 70 years later, hopefully, 70 years later, you know what I mean? As opposed to you make a decision now. It's like, here's a road. 
you don't know what's down here. There's a cliff down. You know what I mean? Like you're you're making a choice. Uh, but like I said too, Kamar, like in Can- in Canada, we, a pack of cigarettes is twenty two bucks. You go to Pennsylvania, they're two dollars, and that's true, because they're... that's because in Pennsylvania they're like, guess what? You're gonna get sick, and you're gonna fucking pay for it. Nope. Whereas here we're like, hey, we know you're gonna get sick, and we're all gonna have to pay for it. So guess what? That two dollar pack of cigarettes, twenty of it's going to the government, which you can argue like, well, does it go to where it should? Whatever. Uh, that's it, a different it, argument. It doesn't. It doesn't. Different argument. I'm, Different not, I'm argument. not getting there. The reason cigarettes are so expensive is because they're making a point. Yes. A, a, a reasonable yeah. point. I'm a smoker. I get it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a totally reasonable point. Why just, should Why should my decision weight heavier on uh, Matt? It's the same idea with, with COVID. The mask, but that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the, the same it's, idea. It's, you, you are free. Listen, you are free to not wear a mask, but you're affecting all those around you. And it... You're a giant asshole. No, I, <laughs> yes. And I say that as a guy who hates the mask. Like I'm a smoker, so Come I on. don't. No one like like no, no one some likes people the mask. Like the masks. No, no. Yes. First of all, I'll tell you who likes masks. Asians. They don't like masks. Yeah, I know. Um, somebody who has bad complexion loves a mask. No, I, I still get zits. I'm just no, saying. I'm not gonna lie. Twenty, yeah, fifteen years ago, I would have loved a mask. Would have loved the mask. High school, I would have loved a mask. Would have died. Do you know for a how mask? many? I can't tell you how many days I sat in my basement, like wishing I could go out, but being too embarrassed. You know what I mean? But it was all in my head. I'm sure. Just imagine at a nightclub, like imagine mask. all the imagine all the ugly girls you slept with just because of bad lighting. Imagine throwing a mask on. Oh that. my god! Like it's like waking up beside a whole seal. new brown pair bag. <laughs> it's interesting. No, but listen, the masks suck. I I hate them. Yeah. I hate them. I hate them. But I just want to get through them. Just want to get through this. I want to be done. I want to go back to normal. Whatever it takes to go back to normal. I don't care about. I don't care about politics. I don't care about um, principle. I don't because you know what? You can have all of those principles when you're in good times. But when you're in the shit, you just want it to get better. So let me ask you this then: Do either the of shit. you? Do either of you think? Because Joe's uh, Joe's biggest concern, obviously, is that we're losing civil liberties that we'll never get back. Do you feel that way? I don't think I use enough of my civil liberties that I'd notice the ones that got taken away. Yeah, and, if I was younger, maybe I doubt it. And again, coming from a guy who argues conspiracies all the time, like it doesn't affect my life enough that I wouldn't. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, listen, I give Joe. I, one time in aviation history, think of all the flights that have flown from the Wright brothers until today. One single time, a guy boarded a plane with a shoe, with a, a bomb in his shoe. Yeah. And now forever, we all have to take our shoes off at the airport. That's never going away. So there's a part of me that wonders, like, is every Uber you get in, if 10 years from now, even if we're all immunized, is every Uber you get in going to have a shield up and are we still going to have to wear a mask? I I'm mean, all for the shield. The shield, shield, I'm fine. The shield the, is great. The shield's whatever. I don't care. But I'm just saying is like... The mask. Let, let's just talk about the mask for a second. Hold because, on. Let's take a... Look, can I just give you one quick example? Yeah. Then we'll get to the mask. Poker. So like right now, there are places where you can go and play at a table. But you're in your own little glass dome and you got to wear gloves. And like, will we ever go back to a place where you'll sit at a oh, poker table with nine people? that awesome to me. Like I don't have to smell the dude next to me. <laughs> I don't have to listen to his nonsense. Like I'm all for that. Again, like I see some of these places. It's really weird right now with the restaurants. And again, I'm not saying this to be flippant. Um, with all the patios. But I've seen like some concept drawings of like pod things. 
That's a way better way to eat, dude. You don't have to listen to other people's conversations. They can't listen to your conversations. Like you go out to eat and you think that you have this, you're, you're with your friends and you think you have this private, you don't, everybody's listening to you. You know what I mean? Like I do it all the time. I was just going to say you must. I do. I do. I, I listen to other people's conversations. It's fun. And I shouldn't, but I do. So I'm just saying like, those are all, I'm okay with all of that stuff. What I was going to say about masks is the region, the region, the region that Asian countries wear their masks all the time is because they respect each other and they yeah. realize that when they're sick, like they're not wearing it when they're not feeling, when they're feeling good, they don't wear the mask. But if they're not feeling good, they wear a mask. It's for other people. Not all the time. I mean, I lived in New York and I saw a lot of Asians like daily. Like, and I'm not talking just, oh, oh, that's an Asian with a mask. I'm saying like that took the subway I took every day. Same, like always wearing a mask. No, again. That that's because they know that you, what do they call white people in China? Guaylo. You guaylo are sickly. You know what? No, I'm being serious, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt. Listen, like, I, you pack yourselves onto that subway and I say you because I don't ride those fucking things. Oh, I did. It was Like gross. sardines. One person is sick in that thing. You're all sick, guys. Like that's that's just common sense. Listen, I think I told the story before, but one day I was on the train and it was one of those days. Most of the days I took the train in the morning, it was you had to wait three trains. Yeah. That's how many people were either on. Well, he's the, told you the story, right? Well, no, but wait. So just real quick, I one day I get on and it's so packed that the only place I can grab is the ceiling. So I have no rail even. So if it like if it stops, I'm I'm all over the place. This woman's the back of her head or the side of her head is literally like an right there. And I get like a thing in my throat where instantly I have to cough. Like there's no, it's not a warning. I can't, and I can't move my, and I just <laughs> on the side of her head. And, and dude, she knew I parted her hair with my breath and dude, like I could feel, and I felt terrible, but I could feel the burning from her. You know what I mean? Like you just coughed like on my fucking, and you want to fight you. But you can't because your arms are also tight. You yeah. know what I like mean? Like I was mad. Yeah. So, I mean, again, there's there's times like that where it's like I coughed in this woman's fucking. I mean, look, if if nothing else, if nothing else, you know that there are too many people in certain places. Like we know this. That has nothing to do with diseases, although it's a perfect place for them to spread. You know what I mean? But they're, like it's not right. You should never have that many people on a train, man. It's just not right. It's not how we were meant to be. We're not fucking. It's so I was going to say we're not sardines. I don't think sardines are sardines either. I, I don't live it, in cans. It's so interesting because I was thinking about Tom Green and Joe leaving LA. And I was like, for all intents and purposes, Tom is what Joe hates, except that he's not doing it in LA. So like Joe wouldn't mind if all the homeless people in, a, in LA dispersed and were camping on like <laughs> private grounds. Just don't be in my city. What's crazy is Texas is number one now. For States. COVID? Yeah. yeah. Well, I also find it ironic, again, he's like, we should be able to do what we want and this and that, but then he gets a he gets a, COVID, a $200 COVID test every single day. I mean, he's not overly concerned about doing what he wants because he's in a place where it's not legal to smoke weed. But again... But that was out the window this week. Ragging on Joe, like... The Chappelle The guy is right, okay? I don't care he got out of a place where there are too many people and I get it. Like there it, it's, it is lame in some ways to like ditch out on the place. Well, I don't that really made care. You I, or whatever. I genuinely don't care. I, I just fuck that man. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling you in all, I would get up and go right now if I could just to like, 
I don't mean like a far like Austin. I just mean out of the city. Cities suck. We don't need cities at all. Natural. Like at all, unless you're like a raver or a club kid, you don't need cities. I like the city. Still to this day, I mean, listen. If I had the money, I would buy a home. You would live in one of those big cities. Dude, I lived in New York. I wanted to live in New York. Like Ugh. that was a specific. Like right now, yeah, but if that's because you wanted to act, though. Like no. Even then, Simon. Right now, if I had the money, I would. If if money was not an issue, I yeah. would buy a small place in. That's LA. what I mean. You would keep a place in in Venice, in yeah. a big city for sure. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it. Not even a place. Like I just that wouldn't be where I'd want to go visit. I just keep in mind though. Like if money's not an issue, I also have a place in Hawaii. Yeah, right. That I go often. I mean, that's a weird argument. Let's make money an issue. Yeah. So if I have one place, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. One I mean, place. Listen, I'm also getting older. Like, there's a part of me that kind of gets the whole place in Florida thing. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to spend winters here, man? Not me. You don't have to. Not me. Exactly. The old people don't want to spend winters here. I'm telling you, I, like, I, again, totally seriously here. If I didn't have kids' responsibility that the stuff I've given myself on purpose, I would be gone. I would be traveling. Me and my wife, like... There is nothing holding, no, not on motorcycles, but maybe I'm like a motorcycle on the back of a Winnebago. You know what I mean? Like there is nothing holding me. We always say that though. Like my parents, like my mom just retired and my stepdad, she keeps being like, he's going to retire any day now, any day now. And they're like, we're going to buy a used RV and we're just going to go. But there's a part of me that's like, are no, you guys? They have you. They have you and your sister. And that keeps, I'm not, I'm not being, I'm saying like my parents have, if I didn't have kids. Oh, you're just saying if you didn't have them at all. No kids. I'd be just a free as a bird. You know what I mean? I would take my dog or but let whatever. Me ask you, and I would. Well, can yeah, I ask you a question yeah, yeah. though? So like, let's say again, money. So let's say you have, you have $5 million in the bank. US. Let's make it a fun amount of money. Uh, so it's not an amount of money that like you can just fuck off and do absolutely whatever you want, but it's enough that you're more than comfortable. Okay. So you can, Shep's done high school. I'm imagining it. Okay. Shep's done high school. Uh, Aoife's <laughs> obviously already done high school, but she's, you know, free. So you have, you have enough money that you can set them up where they're not like, like in a pinch, you can just send Shep money to get out of jail or whatever the hey, fuck. You're really going deep on this thing, man. I'm just saying is then do you still just fuck off? Like, is that. No, that but that's my point. That's what I'm. But that's what I'm asking. Is, is I I still I would, as a parent. What kind of fuck off are you talking? As a parent, yeah. you have a. But I'm forty. Uh, 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 I know, but it even my parents right now with me like. You have something with your children that you. Oh, I, I think kids. Gross. that you want to be close to them in case there's a problem. That's how I feel, anyways, and I know that's how my parents feel. I'm sure there are parents that feel other ways and it, maybe it has something to do with like, um, I don't know, like how helicoptery your parents were as a kid. I don't know. Maybe that shit comes into play. Maybe. But like, if I didn't have kids, uh, I see what you're saying though. Once they're all taken care of, I would just move outside of the city. So I'd have the best of both, both worlds. Sure. But if I didn't, I'd be traveling. I'd like, I would legitimately not on a plane, obviously, but I'd go like, I just wouldn't care. Mm -hmm. I mean, COVID now, you're probably not going anywhere, but I would like drive from ancient civilization site to ancient civilization site through the United States from like the serpent mound to the grand Canyon. You know. What about you? You got 5 million. What are you doing? I think I would just pimp out my land. Just fully sustainable. The land that you currently own. Mm Mm-hmm. It's good enough. So for you would run like there. power and water and all the. Well, no, I mean, if we're going to get serious, five million major. Um, That's the cra- solar. So hold on a second. I'm sorry. I, I, I just hold on. I'm going to reformulate your dream a little bit. 
Why? Because why keep your land? You're not on. You're on a river. Yeah. Yeah, you could get like a fucking great place on a lake or something. Yeah, with fucking 500 other people on the lake. No thanks. No, I, re- I really like my get, spot. Okay. Okay. Sure. Is it a family spot? Yep. Okay. So it has nostalgia. But okay, you can't you see anyone. That's fine. From where we are. Nostalgia matters a great deal. I'm though. not a big boat. Like I would probably guy. have to go back and buy my island. You just gave him unlimited money. You know what I, I said mean? Five, no, million. five million. Oh, five million. It might as well be unlimited money. U.S. Like guys, I can't even imagine like a hundred thousand. You know what You'd I mean? You'd go to five a lake million. where you could see anyone for ten kilometers. I mean, that's no. I'd go on a lake and I'd buy the whole lake and I'd give a bunch of my friends lots and like we're talking about big cash here. That's guys, that's you know? a big picture. I'd buy the fucking lake. This would have been a great discussion for the Tom Green podcast. Anyways, yeah. Okay, okay sorry. Uh, let's see what else I got. Chris Stockus, back to him. We got way the fuck. Yeah, we, I literally, fuck I literally here. was making a poignant point. Oh, yeah, what was we it? said Tim Pool, and then we spent thirty-five minutes going way the fuck off topic. I thought maybe we'd get back to it at some point. No, nope. um, didn't come back to any of us. I mean, I felt like finally Joe had a good voice of reason on that was. You disagree. I just think maybe for Americans, the way they've been handling it, they should listen to what we're doing. Like exactly everything you said is not, there was no new information or like, Oh, I didn't think about that. But Kamara, I always like, I, you know, I always say this too. We're doing it, but you know, we only see Ottawa. No, there's no place where you, well, I guess Vancouver three weeks ago, they had some place you had to wear masks. Some places you didn't, but now you have to wear masks everywhere. Justin has been pretty. I thought his cheese. point about like the Swiss cheese. cheese defense was a good one. Nice drawing. Oh, you were looking at that? Yeah, I saw that. Um, no, but that really does make sense, right? Like one thing isn't going to do it. You need four things or whatever. Let's patch those. Those are all like, again, it just goes back to this mask argument. Like maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. It's one more fucking hole. The biggest thing would be if every single, like in North America, did the same thing. Just, that's how you actually know what's working, what's not working. But every place is doing different things, having different results. No one knows for sure. Why? But it's almost, listen, excuse me, we're going to make it out of this. So in a, in a way, uh, you that, could argue that it's almost better. That's the one point he, he Because conceded. at least scientifically, 10 years from now, they can look back and go, okay, well, this really worked. This sort of worked. And this absolutely did not. However work. it happens, there will be another side and it should be really good when that happens. 2024, I think he said. That's assuming we don't lose a shitload more people. Like he said, he was like, this thing could come back and kill 10% of people. We don't know jack shit. There was that too. He wasn't all fucking happiness. He was laughing a lot. come back? Like in this wave, you mean? Or a different Well, he said there could be a third and a fourth wave. Um, But he was like, he said too, he was like, there's no reason that this thing didn't have a mortality rate of 10%, of 15%. He said, we're just lucky that it had a mortality rate of 1%. Yeah, imagine this was a sickness like you couldn't walk out of your house type of sickness. There you, you know? go. But it's but not. We thought that, yeah, I know, but we thought this was impossible. And I know, oh, no, we didn't fucking, he had a TED talk in 2015. Fuck off. You know what I mean? Like nobody thought this was possible because if they did, we wouldn't be in this position right now. There would be fucking, they would have had task force. Human nature not to plug the dike till your feet are covered in water. But Simon, I, think about like the government, for example. Let's say, let's say, just just hear me out. Let's say someone in 1990 implemented a pandemic task force that cost, I don't know, just I'm just ballparking, a billion a year. And let's say the government pays a billion a year for 30 years. Eventually, someone's going to come along and go, what are we doing here? 
know what I mean? They're going to say, well, no, of course. And that's exactly what happened. Trump came along. He said, we're not wasting our money on this. And he took it away. And then. But again, it's like some governors are heroes. Some governors are not. It's not all Trump's fault. But I got to say this. I got to, I got to say this as much as I think Trump is a fucking moron is it's tough to argue that something he got rid of three years ago is just completely like, like there's no remnants of it. You know what I mean? There's no, I think when you actually look into it, I think it actually got diverted into like another thing that pretty much did the same job, but it was just called the different, it's just, look, it's, it's political ammunition. I mean, keep in mind, keep in mind, he could have easily in January when he had all the information said, there's a potential problem on the rise instead of just saying it's just going to be the flu. He could have done a lot of things. He also stopped the planes from coming in from China, which like that no fucking brainer. You should have stopped all traveling in the United States immediately. You know, I said that right off the jump. This guy was a voice of reason, but it was weird how he's like, how he got into it. Me and my Chinese associates were looking at phone records to see people's behaviors. And we noticed in China, they had a lockdown. Do you think this guy might be a spy? Uh, no, no, I think he's just a Yale fucking professor who looks at weird data sets to figure out all sorts of fucking, I mean, again, I think he's just wildly smarter than I am. I mean, the big, yeah, I don't even know. He laughed a lot. And then how do you decide like, um, what businesses are expendable and which ones aren't, you know, essential, like, no, it's not essential. It's obviously like, um. We know that the economy needs to stay open in some way. We've seen what happened when you shut it down. It wasn't good. You know what I mean? So there's some happy medium there. Um, This idea that you can't go to a small store, but you can go to a giant store. Like, explain the rationale on that one to me, you know? I mean, even then, it, it exposed, to me at least, it exposed a lot of public health issues that have that just go unspoken of forever. Like... When they were like, what's up with the LCBO? Why is the LCBO keeping like all its normal hours? And the health minister came out and was like, well, there's a shitload of people that are dependent on booze, you know? And you're like, whoa, whoa, what? Like the health minister just came out and said that we're going to keep liquor stores open. Like, it, you know, there's a lot of stuff that well, we're- it was like a huge deal. They fought to have the liquor store open earlier for the longest time, 10 yeah. o'clock in the morning. I know, but I'm just, you know what I mean? It's the, there's public health issues that are undressed completely. Like we have this this huge drinking problem that again is just swept under the rug that we're never going to talk about. What do you mean? Right now it's about the same as COVID. What do you mean? Something like fourteen thousand people die from alcohol relation. I imagine that there are so many people drinking more right now, just like they said. Because I know for, for me, sure. like I'm at home, I'm not doing anything. I'm smoking tons of weed, like way more than I usually smoke. I'm smoking more cigarettes than I usually smoke. Coupled that with the fact that like you're afraid to go outside, so there's all this stress on you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going on, but the button's red. It's recording. Oh, that's what the color it is. Sorry, I I just had a complete freak out. Was gonna walk outside and walk around. Sorry, no, it's, my bad. The, the clock's moving. That's what happens. It's red. Green means no go. My red bad. means go. Oddly enough, no problem. Um, what the fuck are we talking about? Booze, alcohol. Oh, just smoking more and shit. Yeah, it's just. I mean, listen, listen I, I, I was a weird drinker. I didn't drink at home almost ever. So, like, I don't know if if this happened when I was twenty five. Like, I don't know how this would affect me. I don't know if all of a sudden I'd be drinking at home a lot. Oh, that's interesting, eh? Because you only drank, but you also worked in a bar, so that was part of it too, right? But that's what I'm saying is like, would I then would I now be in a situation where I'm sitting at home drinking alone all the time, or would I just be smoking tons of weed, kind of twiddling my thumbs? Like, it's a weird. 
Because, again... Well, no, you probably wouldn't be at home drinking because you weren't drinking to, like, drown your sorrows. You were drinking to be but social. You'd be, you'd be in a different position right now because if you're used to working the bar and now your bar jobs were taken away. Yeah. I mean, well, keep in mind... Be, you'd be getting supplemented from the government. Like, hold on a sec. Because they kept saying this. Did people in the States only get one check? Yes, they did. One check, period. That's it, one. And then what happens? That was it, dude. Oh, well, what do you mean? If you had a job and qualified for... Um, Employment insurance or whatever their equivalent is that happened. But, oh, so you, you were still getting money. But not everyone. Not everyone qualified no, I don't think, for it. Again, I think you maybe got like, well, like you could apply for welfare, but that wasn't, I don't think that was, and again, $1,200, Simon, that was, you know. Like say what the fuck you want about our government. Yeah. And I, I'm sure it's not just our government. I mean, any government that would have been charged in Canada at the time. Yeah. Everybody got their monies. Yeah. Yeah. More but there's than a lot of were... people in this country that are arguing that we're now we've fucked the country forever and that we're drowning in debt. I'm not saying, yes, conservatives, we yes. Were, look at our province, Matt. Yeah. We were already drowning in debt. Well, our province is a horrible example. No, but do you know, the I'm whole country you. was drowning in debt. We no, were no, never, no. we Hold weren't on. solvent. I, I agree with you. Our our province is a terrible example. Terrible. Yeah, terrible, because we had a fucking moral, but uh, all I'm saying is it's not like Canada was. Uh, I agree, I agree. We're, we're in debt. We were always, every country is always in debt. They're always operating in debt. So what's more debt when the debt is pretended? And I know that seems silly, but like you're talking about money that doesn't really exist, Matt. Yeah, but that's a dangerous. I, I'm just saying. That's, they take your money from the bank. Yeah, I know. What okay? you're talking they about though is like. They take that. They invest it in the stock yeah, market socialism. on futures. Yeah. Like none of that money exists. The, 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 no, well, that money exists. I mean, kind of. Well. The same way the debt exists. Well, the debt does. I mean. The debt does exist. I know this is this is very. Uh, Keep in mind too, like I, we're getting really bare bones here. All money is debt. A one dollar bill is debt. It says it on it. This is debt. That's what it says. That's the idea of money. Mm-hmm. We've obviously gotten super far away from that system of you know where the gold backed it, and that's really what it was. It was saying this. They're anyway. about to phase out the Canadian thousand dollar bill. I've never seen one in my life. I saw one. The fact that they have a five hundred dollar bill is insane. I've never seen one of those either. I have a bunch of two dollar bills. Uh, you, I think you have seen a five hundred dollar bill at the casino. No, I've never. No, no. I've seen five hundred dollar chips leave my hand. <laughs> Browns are hundreds. I'm pretty sure I've seen a thousand dollar bill. I don't think Anyways, I, have, I don't think it exists. You don't think a thousand dollar bill exists? A thousand or a five hundred dollar. I don't think five hundred does. I didn't say it whether it did or didn't. That wasn't my contention. Mm-hmm. I just said I'd never seen it. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's like the white moose. Did you see those two white moose? No, got shot. Somebody shot him. So anyways, responses to COVID have, were strictly different between us and uh, America. And hopefully this will help them be more informed. Do you think uh, any snowboards, because it's a big issue, a bunch of Canadians want to go to Florida, as they always do every year, to get rid of the cold. They have to swear they're going to do a two-week quarantine. quarantine when they come back. That's a condition. Or, or should they be discouraged because they're being asked not to go? Um, I don't know. As Listen, part of the whole societal sacrifices, you want to go to Florida till March. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like I, where I go to Florida, Sarasota. I don't think it's. A I'm not trying to be critical of you. No, no. What just, I'm what I'm the, I'm using as news. an example, Kamar, is like if you were to go stay in Sarasota right now and stay there till March, you could very very easily wear a mask and social distance with no problem. The I median age. Bubble. The median age there is like 54. You could go to the beach and have more, ample space. You could 
spend your time just in the backyard. But we're talking about thousands of Canadians. I get it. Again, it's how those thousands of Canadians choose to spend their time. If you're going to Miami Beach to be a fucking asshole, then I would suggest you maybe stay in Canada. If you're how do you quietly, feel about them, Simon? About who? The snowbirds. The snowbirds are planning to go to Florida, but are being asked not to. I mean, to me, like, there's a difference between Matt going to Florida and my aging grandparent going to Florida. You know what I mean? I, but it's a, it's a, this is just a fact. There's a bunch of aging yeah, Canadians who I, are going to Florida. I think that old people should just stay in their houses right now. I don't think they should get on a plane and fly. I don't think they should put their bodies through that kind of stress in a time where you're trying to keep your body strong. Like, there's all sorts of things that play in it. Just stay put. It sucks. I get it. And it especially sucks for old people because maybe it's your last uh, year in Florida. I'm not, and again, not being flippant. Like, that's the the fact. Dude, my grandfather went to Florida. Sorry, they, they had a place, spent every winter there, went to Florida, had like a bad incident had to be private jet for like 150 grand back to Canada and never went back to Florida. But you know what I mean? He didn't know. Like if you had told him this is going to be your last hurrah in Florida, like he just had no idea. Never went back. So I'm with you. I mean, we've all made sacrifices. The young made sacrifices for the old and now the old make sacrifices for everyone else. That's how it fucking works. They're not immune to uh, buckle down. It's the winter. It sucks. Lock yourself in your house, hire a company to come and shovel your walkway, and, like, we're all going to make it through, you know? I mean, there's also the argument that, like, you know, if I'm 75, and I don't, <laughs> I might not just give a fuck. It's true. <laughs> and that's an interesting argument, too, that I'd be willing to listen to, you know what I mean? As long as you're not putting anybody else at risk, go well, live out your last days in fucking Florida. What do I care? I mean, there's the big thing, right, is that that's where, that's what it boils down to. Who are you putting at risk? But again, it's like... You if, never know. If it's them, then it's this group. And it, no, that's it was the problem in the first place. Just everyone do it. There's no exceptions. Just do it. So you're for, you're against. I'm not for. I just, to, to me, like, I, again, I don't care. I think if reckless people are going to be reckless. Reckless. Well, you know what I mean? Like, if you're, like, Simon, if you're the type of person that's, that's social distancing here and wearing a mask here, you're going to be doing that over yep. there. That's how I look at it. If you're a reckless asshole over here, you're going to be a reckless asshole over yep. there. So it's, it's, it's tough, Kamar, to lump good people in with bad. That's I how mean, I look par- at it. Part of me is like, you know, um, I could see why a Florida person would be like, no, fuck, we don't want more people down here. You know what I mean? You, everybody just stay where they are. I get that argument too. You but know? Florida's also probably like, no, we are just sort they of. They want the people. Their economy. Yeah, and, they're, and they're sort of Floridians if they go there every year as snowboards. Like they have a place there, ideally. Well, if you own a place there, that's, that's a whole different story. Exactly. But again, I'm telling you, like a place like Sarasota, that's like half snowbirds. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's certain places that, that staff based on I'm sure. just that. My prediction is things will start to sort of feel like normal in September. One year from now, you're saying? A little less than a year, but yeah. Well, That's hope, my prediction. I hope you're right. I hope I'm right, too. I mean, listen, the summer seemed pretty normal, so there's a good chance that by fucking June, everything will have a semblance of normalcy. Well, in January, they said they'll start rolling out the vaccine. Ontario gets uh, 1 million of one vaccine and 800,000 of another. So that's 1.8 million vaccines to go around for how many people live in Ontario? Five, six million. But at least we keep the... Whoa, keep no, no, no. the um, Five or six outside. million? There's, there's five million in Toronto. Yeah. 
So how many people are in Ontario? Yeah, a, a lot million, more than a that. Million in, uh, a million in Ottawa? There's Hamilton? 11 million, I guess. There's probably 20 plus million in Ontario. We have super no computers. Way. I'll just check. I think so. But well, there's 30, oh, no, it's there's 36 30 million in Canada. Million. But it is the most populous I mean, yeah. Quebec's province. pretty. 15 million. Okay, well, Quebec 15. has the most land, but Ontario has the most people. It's the province game. Anyways, I don't remember what my point was. Just wear a mask. Let's be done with this. Okay. Rate um, it. Do you want to rate it? Uh, I, I mean, it was so fucking boring. I give it a three. I, he did a fine job. He did an okay job. It was boring. I found something new. I don't think you should sell the book. I think you should just give it out as a informational guide. It should be. It should be a web book. Yeah, just and, give it uh, a, I give it a three. The government should pay him for it and just let him. Something like this. But. It's 15 million on Ontario, 14.5. Well, Boom. so there you go. So that's a problem. Yeah. We're only getting 3 million vaccines. Well, because it goes to the frontline workers and then to the old, which is a really interesting, that's interesting, eh? Yeah. I wonder what the rollout of that should be. I, I bet it makes more sense to give it to the young than to give it to the but old. But he spoke the about people this. in the work market. Oh, did he? Yeah, he said, he was like, this is the, this is one of the, the, the conundrums we get to is like, he said, obviously frontline workers have to get it. Well, what he said, no, no, sorry. They get it first, for sure. No, what he said actually was, the people that were part of the tests that got the placebo, oh, yeah, I heard that. he said they 100% have so, to that, be first. You're talking about like 50 people, 100 people. Well, he said it was 40,000 or something, so half of 40,000. Holy yeah. shit. Okay. Well, that's, that's why they, they, that's why it got pushed through test. so quickly, Simon, because they, I think they tested so many people. Hmm. Like a normal clinical trial might have 100 people, two, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm just making these numbers yeah. up, of course. Either way, he then said um, frontline workers for sure, but he said after that, he was like, the logic is to give it to old people, but he said maybe that's not the right thing to do. Maybe the right thing to do is to give it to people that are out and about every day that need it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Either no, way. that's exactly right. Uh, again, I give that, it a four and a half. That's been the weird flex on this whole thing is that take care of the old people. But really, I think you probably let the young people out and you really take care of the old people. You know what I'm saying? Kill them? No, no, I oh. don't mean take care <laughs> Oh, of so not take care of them. Okay. I mean, like, take care of them like, we said we were going to, and then let COVID run rampant through their old age homes, you know, or I, kill them. Whatever. I give it a four and a half. I think, uh, I think a lot of people should listen to it, but that's, that's it. Yeah, no, this is another one like the, um, Oster, Oster, Oster house, Oster home. Whatever his name was. Either way. Another one Kamar hated, but one that I think is, uh, you need to hear, even if you want to disagree with it, listen to the information, you know? Fair enough, yeah. All right, uh, you rated it? Did I? Yeah. Well, I give it a four and a half. Yeah. Huge. Okay, uh, we're going to pay some bills, and uh, we will be back. I forgot to say one funny thing about the Chrysiakis uh, podcast. At the end, Joe thought the book was called Apollo Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at the title of the book, it is clearly Apollo's Arrow. Oh, Just, I know. Like, try taking a look at the book of the guy who's coming on, Joe. Oh, what, I thought problem, it was a Polizero. What does that, that mean? The problem was, it was he was reading off the mask. Oh, I see. I see. I did, a Polizero. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like a Spanish word, a Polizero. Well, I also watched it. And if you see Joe, he looks very like, like he's squinting and like trying to. That's funny, man. Yeah, uh, yeah that was. That was a great moment. Uh, this is the most anticipated podcast in Matt's history. Um, what a letdown. But a bit of a letdown. Like I said, had they not showed Dave Chappelle's name in the thumbnail, it would have been a uh, fabulous surprise. And I think, I think if he hadn't have said that he was coming back for like a real one, 
I would have probably been like looking for more out of this one. But because right away I was like, oh, this is just, this is nothing. This is a teaser. Yeah. I mean? yeah. And it gave credence to your theory that he would never do it. Cause he said, you tricked me into doing a podcast implying that he was never intending on doing this. But then he got there, saw the setup was like, okay, I'll do this. He said something so funny at the start. I can't remember what it was. He's always hilarious. He called Jamie fingers. I mean, he pissed my pants great. laughing. Yo, no, but he made one joke at the beginning. I thought maybe one of you guys would remember. It was so like, I, I laughed out loud. Simon, I had such a wide range of emotion listening to this, but <laughs> it was a roller coaster ride for me. It really was. I, you're right though. He did right off the bat, make me laugh out loud. I don't remember what it was to be honest. I felt in the beginning of the podcast, Joe gave us our blessing to do our podcast. When they talk about family, just every, there's enough for everyone to go around. I feel that was an indirect blessing. And the most interesting thing about the Darnell portion is he finally mentioned Brian Callen's name. Yep. Is it not, yeah, I know. That was amazing. Is it not Donnell? It's Donnell, yeah. So, yeah, so. I just said Donnell. A little respect on his name. I said Donnell. You said Darnell. You said Darnell. Donnell. Yeah, Donnell. Donnell Rawlings. Yeah, you got it. It's the Rawlings that he was throwing in the Darnell. Rawl, Dar. the, the R was getting ready yeah, for Yeah, he him. said Brian Callen's name. I'm yeah. like, that's literally the first time in nine months not nine when well, it wasn't covid that wasn't the start of the brian kellen yeah uh, but not i think it was more like uh june whatever it was it's been a lot of months it was set weird it, he just mentioned that passing. he's the first guy who showed me a pit bull but it was mentioned well now he's not he shall be now now be named he's off the list back to being brian kellen yeah, he's just back to brian we found out that soy boy is a real thing and donnell found that out what do you mean that's a real thing? If you eat a lot of if soy, you eat a lot of soy, your estrogen yeah. so, yeah, make you more peaceful. You mean it grows tits? No, I don't think it goes that far, Donnell. So we all agree then. This was just Donnell's episode, and Dave happened to be in town, and was like, "I'll just drop in," right? I think Dave and Donnell are in town together doing that Stubbs. Uh, like I said, it was leaked the day before because uh, Donnell gave a picture it's of the two of them, there, and he was probably just going there to like get Donnell to go like eat fucking barbecue or something. Pizza. We'll sure. get you a pizza. Sure, exactly. Donnell gets so much feelings, eh? It's crazy. I don't even know if he's being serious sometimes or not. But can I? I want to say something really important. The RZA is one of the most important figures in hip hop, arguably. And Donnell did not pay him respect. Dave comes in and Donnell shut his fucking mouth. He didn't say a fucking word except, unless spoken except to. Except Dave is too polite and kept of giving course. props to Donnell. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying like that was the ultimate respect there. He didn't say a fucking word. At one point, Dave turned to him and was like, what are you talking about? I thought that and was And he's great, like, well, yeah. no, I'm saying. And he's like, yeah, but that wasn't what we were talking about. You know, like <laughs> you could feel the respect, although through Dave talk about Donnell, he came up with the one of the best metaphors ever. Where we have the recipe, but not the ingredients. I liked. I just liked that moment of seeing Dave. Like, you could see the wheels moving. Like he had already made a twenty-minute bit out yeah, of Donnell saying that. You know what I mean? Like, super cool. Because sometimes I'll like hear something or see something and write that down for later. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know when this is going to come in handy, but it is. Yeah. I guess it's different when you're a comedian because you're constantly trying to look for. Uh, my, my big problem is I had an ironclad memory growing up and I live with this memory of my memory. So I don't write shit down, nor do I remember anything. My only concern about Dave Chappelle coming on the podcast. you Sorry, one sec. You live with a memory of your memory? In my head, I have a great memory still to this day. I never forget anything. 
But you've forgotten everything. I, short term, I don't remember a fucking thing. Oh, I see. So what, what I'm saying, saying is like, I think of bits all the time or things that are like, that I think are funny. And I'm like, well, I'll remember that later and I'll write it down later. But I don't because I don't remember it. You can see that Dave probably just writes everything down right away. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. That's probably why he's successful. You're making your living. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Come on. My only concern about Dave Chappelle coming on for his one-on-one podcast is he may just interview Joe. Because he's super interested in the hunting and all this stuff. And he, it could go that way. I felt like Donnell steered it that way. I, I, Mike, I was concerned about that too. But I have a feeling when he does go in there, it will be... God, I hope a three-hour episode. Oh, for sure. Not I wouldn't forever. say for sure. As long as he can smoke. Well, that too. I love how, like, Dave breaks all the rules. Like, Joe would never, ever let another guest bring someone in mid-podcast, get in the way of all the cameras, like, totally interrupt the podcast for all intents and purposes, and then fires up a cigarette. Like, when was the last time? Well, I haven't seen anyone smoke anything in there. Uh, maybe vapes. C- cigars sorry i've seen people. there are very few people who smoke in joe rogan in all fairness like i'm trying to rack my brain thinking stan hope big jay okerson i think maybe back in the no, i don't even no? think he okay. did i think he like showed the respect because he's not as big as joe you know what i mean well i think stan hope too is like the only way i'm coming is if i'm smoking and well, the, yeah and what, stan hope does whatever the fuck he wants was the joke when he said uh weed's partly legal in uh, texas and dave said i'm partly a criminal so let's get at it maybe that was funny but yeah, that was the first weed smoke in the studio, as far as we're concerned. All bets are off when Chappelle's in the There house. was some crazy camera work. Not, oh no, it's in the next episode. Shit. Okay, remind me of the crazy camera work in okay. the next episode. You won't remind me. I'm going to say it now. They keep showing the back of Joe's head. Yeah, I know that they scar They should never show the, back, show the back of Joe's the head. Scar. Then they showed the back of Tom Green's head. Bald spot. Don't show the back of anybody's <laughs> oh, head. You know, no, but I'm just scene. saying, like, nobody <laughs> wants that. Fucking whoever's operating that camera. Get your shit together. I'm sure Joe doesn't want his big happy face staring at everybody or sad face or whatever it is. So I went down a rabbit hole this morning and watched the, like the top 10 freak out moments on Rogan, the t- you know, one yeah, of those yeah. kind of things. Crowder. Yeah, Crowder. That was number one. Always um, is. Brian Dunning didn't make the list, which is like insane to me. That That's the 9-11 guy? No, the 9-11 guy. Yeah, the Tower 7 9-11 guy. No, no, Brian okay. Dunning was the uh, skeptic who came on and accused Joe of like... Uh, 9-11 guy. Is that the 9-11 guy? He accused Joe of like... Uh, oh, it was all about... Well, he accused Joe of a lot of things, but one of them was the finasteride. Is Am I saying that right? That's the... Remember a guy came on really early and talked about... Um, oh, shit. He talked about... I think it's called finasteride. It's a... That's a great name if it is. A supplement you can take where it helps your liver process liquor. So you can take it and you don't get as drunk or or you recover faster. And you don't remember any of this? No. It was like a big deal. And then this guy came and said, Joe, you know, you have a responsibility to... Anyways, it was a big thing. They hated each other. but I don't know how we got here. I don't know how we got here. It's your rabbit hole. Um, At one point... uh, Joe was talking to uh, Donnell about Bert inventing the drive-in show and stuff. Do you think in five years from now, Bert's going to look back and say, I was working way too hard back then? No. As he often does? No. I, I don't think I know anything about Bert. He's just, he's a machine. Yeah, he likes working. I guess. I wish they had asked Donnell about his episode. 
Oh, that would have been a perfect thing to like talk I about. I was dying to, I'm dying to hear from somebody who was actually on that show to tell me like, how fucking messed up was this? But I thought you said, uh, J, uh, big, uh, Jay talked about it on skanks. He did not. He did not. Ari just piped up about it. Ari spoke about it. Yeah. Big J did not say anything about it. Maybe they have an NDA. That doesn't make sense. I don't know, but they were at, somebody was asking whether Bert is actually friends with Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner, and Ari said, "Are you fucking crazy?" <laughs> Obviously. So he's supporting her. There's no reason why he should be there if it's Bert with all his friends. Yeah, the whole thing didn't make any sense. Bert wasn't friends with most of those people. He's not really friends with Kaylee Quo Quo Quo. I look at Bert like this. No, but I think he's friends with Joel McHale. Joel McHale and they're and they're maybe, banging or yeah, something. I guess, I don't know. Well, she had a new movie coming out too. Either so. way, they most of them weren't his friends. Come on. Yeah, of course. I would assume that. I, I think just Bert look, will regret it. I look. I doubt it. I look at Bert very simply. No disrespect to Bert. He's a super funny guy. He's not the funniest guy. He's not Dave Chappelle, but he has the work ethic that got him to where he is. So agreed. He can be. You know, he. Re- I think he realizes, like, listen, I'm not the best comedian. I might not ever be. But if I'm the hardest working comedian, I'm going to fucking make it. And he has. And, and he's really funny in different ways, too. Like, Dave Chappelle wouldn't get naked with what's-his-name on the bare rug. I agree. That listen. was fucking hilarious. Come on. That was so funny. I think he might. Listen. No way. No way. Are you crazy? Simon, I'm with you. I'm not. I said he's funny. I didn't say he's not funny. I didn't say I don't like his comedy. I just said... I I don't think many people would put Bert on their top ten comedians of all time list. No, like yeah. But I, so so what I'm saying is, if you're not gonna, if you know you're not that, then you know you have to fucking work your ass off. And I I give Bert all the credit. Like other comedians can talk shit all they want, they're just jealous, as I see it. I just think that if COVID was not a thing, yeah. Bert would have been on his normal course of doing shows and getting better and all of that. And because I think this is what I was trying to get at earlier, because people have been robbed of their ability to do that. They've had to fill that gap with other things. Most of them are probably going to suck because they were thrown together on the fly. You know what I mean? They weren't like, but do you not just think he's doing his same set, but just in front of a drive? No, I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the cabin. I'm saying like the cabin never would have happened. I don't think if COVID didn't exist, I think that was something that was put together. Oh no way. The cabin happened way before COVID existed. I agree with that as well. What? 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 They had to film that. You think so? Set that you all think that that's up. True. Everything's done a year before it ha- comes out. I don't know about that. Except I, for South Park. Well, not in this day and age, Kamar. I think Netflix, given the, I, I can't guarantee a year to rent that cabin I to just, coordinate all those people. I assumed, and I could be totally wrong here. Now that I think about it, I could be wrong, but I assumed that that was all like. After During COVID, COVID working with the yeah. parameters, yeah. making bubbles. That's, that's possible. That's what I thought. Hence the cabin. It's easier to let you're out in the air. You're not having to do a lot of indoor shoot. I, I didn't mention my COVID assumption once was that it was filmed in the spring. So still goes within your timeline. Anyways, because I just I I don't think I have so much res- I have more respect for Bert to think that he wouldn't have done that in normal times. It's just it seems like so far. Here's a guy who said, you know, I'm quitting the travel channel. I'm do- I can't believe we're giving all this time to him. I'm quitting the travel channel. I'm doing all of that because I want to focus on my stand-up. I want to be a stand-up. That's what Joe told me to do. And he did it and became wildly successful. And all of a sudden he's going to deviate. No, I think he got, he couldn't do his shows anymore. He had to make money. I think it was in the, in the can before yep. COVID hit. I'll say this. I think they came to him before COVID, if anything, like while he was 
Netflix doesn't come to you while you're not doing anything. They come to you while you're hot. He got really hot doing those drive-in shows. It happened during COVID. Before that, he was he was doing well. No, no. Secret Time was pretty big for him, I think. Pretty big. And that's big. what I'm saying. Then Netflix. I think it is during COVID if it came out after Secret the cabin, Time. The Cabin is so much bigger than Secret Time. You have to be like a comedy fan to watch Secret Time. I get it. But to watch the, everybody watch The Cabin. But Simon, the thing is, you have to realize like they might have had The Cabin. That might have been their idea. They might have had that on a shelf somewhere. And they might have gone to every comedian under the sun. And every other comedian might have been like, fuck this all day. Maybe. And Bert might have been the one guy who's like, oh, this is right we'll up my alley. I can, yeah, exactly. And I mean. Yeah, listen, I, I am not, I'm not stuck on Here's it. what I'd like to hear. <laughs> I'd like to hear Bert go on this show and actually discuss it, what he felt about it. Yeah. And where is Bert? He should have been on a long time ago. Like He's busy doing shows, bro. Dude, he's got a bus. He could go to Austin. He's gone everywhere else in the goddamn country. He probably hit Austin right before Joe got there, and now he's uh, on tour. Why do you make so many excuses for Burt Kreischer? I don't think I'm making an excuse for him. I'm just explaining why he's hasn't driven through Austin yet. He's out there doing shows. Working Either too way. hard. As far as celebrity goes, back to the fucking first dude, I don't give a shit for the most part. I've seen a ton. I just don't give a fuck. But Dave Chappelle is one where I care. Well, I, I'm envious of the guy. He lives a life that is like, I don't know. And he's not he's crazy. Funny as fuck. No, and he's absolutely not crazy. He's grounded as fuck. There are a couple of weird silences, eh? No, I was. Well, trying to, I was trying to leave a, a weird, weird silence. silence. Yeah. yeah, no, but during that podcast, there were a couple of weird silences. Well, I mean, if, first of all, let's talk about like the first two hours and twenty minutes is just him and Don Allen. It's really not a great podcast. But they did talk about election fraud, and Joe said Mike Baker told me there's minimal to no election fraud, so we know there's a lot of election fraud going on. <laughs> I mean, if we are, I, I don't like to go by those. Uh, it's metrics. unfortunate. I don't want to be. It's a shit metric. But I think Biden will be president. And Trump will have the biggest conservative news network in the world. I was right about Tucker Carlson, by the way. What's that? He's going to be partners with Trump? No, that he's running in 2024. Oh, really? Yeah, that's oh, what right. that's well, they're all saying now. Definitely not going to be partners with Trump. No, he's not. No. Unless Trump's not running. And then he'll just put his weight behind Tucker Carlson. Oh, no, there's a lot of... Uh, most people are saying Trump's going to go again. Oh, man, he's also 74 years old. By that time, he's 78 years old. Like, who knows? What, was it? what did I hear? The, what I heard is that he's going he's gonna to leave office early and have Mike Pence um, pardon him. Alan Nixon. That's brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. He's just getting all the ducks in a row? Yeah. Well, because you can... That's hilarious. Well, it's what Nixon did. Yeah. Watergate. Yeah. So it's, again, that's that's what I've... The rumblings I've been hearing is that Trump sometime in January <laughs> will leave office quietly, or probably not quietly knowing him, and then Mike Pence will pardon any future charges that will go towards... Donald Diabolical. Trump. There should be a rule that if you get pardoned by a president, you can't then run for president. Yeah, well, I'm, you, you know what I'm I mean, saying. I mean, there might be some, there might be some stipulation. So, like that may, hey, knows? maybe that Who works knows? for everyone. Then you know, <laughs> let him get pardoned. Like, you don't need to see him in jail. You just don't want him to be president again. Well, no, but you listen. We lock people up for nothing, so you kind of you. And you we st- don't lock people up for lots of things. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying it sets a bad precedent. We set bad precedents all the time. Are we gonna let Gislaine Gis- go too? We probably are. Probably. Okay. Chances are, no one talks about her. Uh, with this podcast and the next podcast, uh, do you think there's, and our podcast obviously not being included, there should be a pet ban? 
No, why would there be a pup tent? Because they kept talking to dogs, and the dogs can't talk back, and it's distracting. Nobody was talking to the dogs. Yes, Darnell was talking to his dog, and Tom Green was talking to his dog. did it again, Darnell. I didn't mind it. I don't care. I have a dog. I love my dog. It gave me hope that if I ever, never going to happen, went on Joe, that Chico could come. Um, Donnell's dog was just fine. It didn't okay. fuck up the podcast at all. Tom Green's dog was a total distraction because it was a great dog, really well behaved, but Tom made it a distraction. Yes, Tom did, yeah. Every two seconds, and then when he was feeling uncomfortable, he would talk about the dog like that was his, Yeah, you know? If there was a bad and in so I'll I'll agree with you. Maybe some dog should be come see come so. I'm me. not gonna lie. I was amazed when I saw Donnell's dog. I was like, what the fuck? I thought there was a firm ban on like. I just thought there was no riffraff allowed. Period in the studio. Like no, that was it. There's a green room. If your dog wants to sit out there, he can. If your friends want to sit out there, your agent, your manager. I think Donnell holds a lot of weight with Joe. Fair enough. And Dave. No, I, I, I because of Dave. I think maybe yeah. And then Tom was like, well, I saw Donnell's dog here yesterday. <laughs> well, he couldn't leave it in the van. He's not traveling around with like, uh, I mean, he could have left it out with the security guard, but it's a little puppy. I'm telling you, I, I the dogs were great. I had the, no problem It was with the, the humans that I had a the problem, problem with the dogs. Like always. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, because you don't have a dog. Have a dog. You probably wouldn't like it if they brought kids into the studio either. And if they were distracting, neither would you. So I'm pull forward just a bit. I know your back hurts. I just want to make sure you're in the shot at least. There we go. That's you're good. You're good. People want to see your beautiful face. My beautiful mug. My yeah. out of control beard. I put shampoo in my beard this morning. Bad idea. So at the end of the day, it was highly anticipated, but greatly disappointing because it wasn't what it could be. But I mean, am, listen. But amazing. How much on. better was this episode? Imagine it was just Donnell. Oh, it would have been shit. Like, come on. Shit. This was great. So give it what it is. We would have only had the mention of Brian Callum. Again, though, I will say this, like if, like Kamar said, if I had just woken up and seen no texts from anyone, nothing on anywhere, and had just seen in my feed Donnell Rawlings, and had listened, expecting nothing, and then at the two hour 20 mark, holy fucking shit, that would have been way better. That would have been insane. That would have been way better. But you're like asking to I know. like... Somebody to tell you that Christmas doesn't exist. You know Simon, what I'm saying? in the first minute of the podcast, I said... I got what I wanted. It just, it, you know, I can't be angry at him. And more is coming down the pike. I really feel, though, like you got what you wanted because he said two things that were really cool. One was that he's definitely coming back yep. for a real good conversation. That's awesome. That's all and I And two, about. he's going to be the first act in Joe's new club. Like, said it on air. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah. And I know there's a special. And you know there's a special I know for a pipe. fact. Yeah. And it got me thinking. I was Christmas like, I came out as a year for Maddie. It got me thinking too. I was like, I cannot believe the hiatus that we all endured sans Chappelle. Oh, for the two years. Two, dude, talk. it was 10. 10. From the Chappelle show to the first special. Really? It was 10 years? He Maybe more. To Africa, oh, he just went, went to Africa himself. for two years. Yeah, but, yeah. but I'm saying is like, he was not, dude, if you weren't in a, a like a, a, a park in Seattle where you were lucky enough to catch one of his little pop-up yep. things, there was no Dave Chappelle. Yeah, no, it's very true. And he came back blacker he, and stronger. He is, I really feel like Dave would be a guy who was level-headed in real life. Yeah. I mean, That's, again, everything he said on this podcast about why he doesn't live in LA, like it all, everything I mean, made sense. It's really easy to be level-headed when you're a multimillionaire. I'm sorry, like in the end, it's hard. No, there's yes. lots of multimillionaires no. who are not level-headed. 
Look at Kanye. Look at no, no, uh, no, no, Trump. No. That, that's not what, <laughs> I, what I'm saying is like his level headed. Yes, he's very, he has a, he, I, I like most of his opinions. You know what I mean? But it's easier to have those opinions when you're living in a mansion than it is when you're living in a fucking two bedroom apartment. That's all I'm saying. But I think I just look at it like False he's. idols and all. Sure. But I just look at him as someone who's never changed or swayed never let anyone down he's not kanye he's not out there being dangerous like but even then what i'm saying is like he's been the same dave Chappelle for the last 25 years since he was 19 you know what i mean like we haven't really seen him we've seen him grow as a as a person but i think it's the same dave now money or not that was on stage when he had like a one-bedroom apartment who did he talk to about um holy fuck what was i just kanye jesus christ tom it was Tom? Tom? Yeah. Because okay. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I got what I wanted out of this, which is that he will be back for a standalone He's looking episode. forward to it. And I love seeing Dave um, candid. You know, not yes. special, just... Uh, you never see it. You never see it. Never. And he's such a... He's a cool dude, man. He like, didn't know he was going to be going on. I thought about that too, Simon. As I was just like, like even that, like uh, that Letterman thing. It's it's not. Uh, it's so uncanny. It's well prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, there's yeah, questions, yeah. and it's not a conversation totally. where you can catch someone off guard. Or I truly believe the only reason he did that was because it propped up his town. I think that's what that was all about. Oh, the Letterman thing. Ohio Letterman featured in Letterman. Yeah, yeah. okay. Letterman was like, "You want to be on my show? Yeah, sure." But we're gonna do it here, and it's gonna be like a twenty-minute infomercial for the, my little place to help. You know, someone Whatever. was telling me though he did that for all of them. Like uh, he went to Kim Kardashian as well and did a little like walking around he, thing with her. He as did, well. yeah. No, that is true. That is true. So, so I'm not sure if it no, was no, just. No, no, but I, a, I'm saying so. Maybe that's the only reason Chappelle agreed to do maybe, it because yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the format. Sure. You know? sure. I'm just saying. Because why yes. the fuck would Chappelle do Letterman? Like, I'm thinking about it. Because he was a huge Letterman. Because to oh, him, okay. he was on Letterman a bunch coming up. I know, but it's not Letterman. It was so... like It is still Letterman. No, I know. But when you watch it, it's very... No, but you got to realize... Produced. What, what I'm saying is, in his mind... That's as close to Letterman. It's like Carson. You know what I mean? Like, if Johnny Carson was alive... Why, did he never do Letterman? Is that what you said? He did Letterman. He did what Letterman. I'm saying, though, is it still has that thing to him, that hold from when he's young of like... Okay. And I don't hate Letterman. Listen, um, Letterman. one of my favorite parts of the Comedy Store documentary was the David Letterman stuff because I just had zero idea. I didn't even know he was a comedian. That's how stupid I am. Oh, all those guys, yeah. Like, I had no idea. I thought he was like a... Really? That's weird. What's weird to me... The only one is Conan O'Brien. Is how crazy Leno used to be and then where he ended up, you know? Like, he's just... But to say where he ended up, but, he's filthy no, no, no. rich. He's, I mean. am, he's amazing, but like... He was a guy who was pushing the envelope back in the day. He was the, he was the best comic. Made all the money. Yeah. Stop pushing the envelope. Dave makes show. Dave makes all the money. Continues to push. I'm not, not Letterman, but Letterman too pushes the envelope. But Chappelle, you, you know what I'm saying? Like there are two ways you can go. But I think again, that's why Chappelle left the Chappelle Show as well. As he was partly like he was like I don't want anyone looking over my shoulder anymore. I'm done with this whole and. Uh, presumably Bill Burr laughing too hard at a joke that he shouldn't have. That was Bill Burr? No, I just, I, <laughs> on Opie and Anthony, they forever were like, it had to be Bill Burr. I, um, it could only be Bill Burr. Uh, I thought it was a crowd member. That's what he said. Somebody no, there, weren't, the there was no live audience. The live audience was only for the intro part. Or maybe it was like. Uh, it was while they were filming. It was all there. Okay, yeah. sure. But they sat there and watched it, didn't they? 
Or they just do that live? Yeah, yeah. For no, no. The, the crowd, the crowd watched it too. Yeah. So maybe but, that's when they laughed. But he was saying it was in production that someone on set laughed a little too hard. But again, it's just insane that he just disappeared for that long and then came back and got a hundred million dollars from Netflix. You have to be blacker, stronger, richer. You have to be some kind of like person, you know. Meaning, like you have to have a real something to your art. To be able to disappear. Hopefully, like that. when he comes back on Joe, he'll talk about that stuff. So I mean, imagine if you just didn't paint anything or draw anything for ten I'm, years. I'm a terrible example. No, but fine, but, but no, no, no. It's a it's a perfect example. Imagine if you didn't draw or paint anything I'd for ten terrible. years, and then you sat down at an easel. Like I'd be terrible. But I meant even more than that. Like um, when you're famous and you go dark, yeah, you might as well fucking write your career off, man. You're sure. done. And ten years—that's unheard of. But you forget know? about all the career stuff. I'm talking even as your craft. Like to oh, ra- yeah, to rarely right. go on stage and to just like that's why he's the goat. Not only to rarely go on stage, but to then to then come back and say to Netflix, "Listen, I got two in the can." Yeah, the difference is Maddie, and the part you're probably just leaving out a little bit is Dave Chappelle is a genius, and yeah. if you had Picasso not paint for ten years, right, he'd yeah. probably still be a genius. Yeah, you're right. You know, again, I said in the Kanye episode, I don't like throwing that word around that much. Dave Chappelle is a hundred percent in that fucking category. You hardly ever hear me use that word. But like, as far as com- if if in your craft, oh yeah, who's better than him? No one. There's no one. No, no one, man. And not only better. I don't even know than in his. Him. I don't even know in history. Like I know if you ask Chappelle, he'd be like, "Oh, Pryor's the goat for no, sure." He'd he, name Chappelle is the goat. Oh, I, in my opinion, there isn't. I don't even. I can't think of a close second. Chappelle is the goat. Yeah. Well, maybe Pryor is second, but Chappelle is the Pryor's goat. a close second. Sure. I oh yeah. Then George Carlin. And Carlin's definitely in the top five for sure. Eddie Murphy, man. I'm Eddie Murphy's sorry. in the top like, five. Yep. And that's even hard for me because I'm not a huge Raw fan. I found in Raw, it like got weird. You love Delirious though. But that one album. Eddie Murphy, imagine, Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, George Carlin. Imagine and, one uh, album cementing you as a, as like young a part too. of culture. Young. You know what I mean? He's like 21. One album. All right, Rocco. Amazing. Although um, Billy Connolly was hilarious. Billy Connolly, the guy from Head of the Class. Yeah, Billy Connolly before Head of Class, like he was just an incredible comedian. Yep. I cannot. Um, he is forever Head of the Class. To me. Yeah, yeah, but it's Head of the Class, and he's he not w- even original Head of the Class. Wasn't no, the, it was uh, Doctor Fever. What is Head of the Class? Yeah, Johnny Fever. Before you tell, was it Johnny Fever? It was Johnny Fever? Jesus Christ! Uh, sorry, um, what are you saying, Matt? What's Head of the Class? Head of the Class was a show on. Uh, it was a sitcom. Arvid was me. a pedophile, it turned out. What was the, even the fucking premise? It was just a teacher in his class? It was adult high school or something. Yeah, something like that. It was so like community? Yep, yeah, sort of. But way less. But more sitcom Yeah, more sitcom yeah, yeah. exactly. In one room, in a loft track. But Billy Conley is... And it started with Johnny Fever as the teacher, who was um, WKRP in Cincinnati yeah, yeah. host there of the rock show. And then... Did he die on the show? No, or things just changed. Just, Contract they got dispute. a new job. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it was Billy Connolly. New teacher. Billy Connolly's incredible. And that was really hard for me. Because you know, like, when you were yeah, like... Yeah, he used to something. Yeah, yeah. But Billy Connolly is an amazing comedian. I didn't know that. I didn't know... I, I knew he was a comedian. I didn't know he was like... But a, amazing. Like, prolific. Like, doesn't write stuff down. Didn't write jokes. Was just hilarious. I saw go for hours on end the other day riffing on some, like, a show. Not, not a comedy routine, just talking yeah on like a late night show a guy had fucking things to say man holy shit that'd be cool if dave talks about his favorite comedians on the next show 
There's so many things. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Go- I'm, Anticipation's there. I'm so happy for you, man. That's that's the I'm really looking forward to actually getting him on there just by himself. Unless be funny he if just he brought- asks Joe questions the whole time about hunting and I mean, my my real hope is that he doesn't go on too close to January 20th. He said right after. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I don't know. Because then it gets bogged down by election bullshit. Yeah, I'd yes. rather just didn't get bogged down with that. I, like, I agree, man. Uh, it would just be nice to just hear Dave just talk. Like, I just want one of those old school Joe Rogan comedian podcasts. But listen, man, if he gave fucking Tom Green four and a half hours, he can give Dave five. We can have one of COVID and four of everything. We're listen to you, though. You got what you want. You said, I just want this. I no, just no, no, no. I'm, I'm happy. Listen, I'm, I, can't, I can't complain. I got what I wanted. So, uh, Let's just hope that when Dave shows up, that the Buffalo Trace comes out. Because that's more likely than not going to end up in a uh, Somebody cup of cocktails. That's the key. Although that doesn't work all the time. No. Somebody mentioned that maybe we called this, said, wouldn't it be crazy if Chappelle came on with Donnell? Like, uh, sure, I'll take is that. Is that possible? I don't know. I, I think we made it That would happen. be a great clip if it was. <laughs> Never gonna go back and no, find I, it. No, I'd need that guy to give me the. Uh, yeah, give me the time I'll stamp. I'll tell him. I'll tell him I need the time stamp. Yeah, because I don't think that happened. As much as I'd love to call something like that, we say a lot of things, Maddie. A like lot. I said, when though, you throw a lot of shit at the wall, that's true. Some of it sticks. Like I said, though, I think it's interesting that Dave got to Donnell. Donnell, very interesting. He um he Rizza Donnell. I mean Donnell Donnell because well, the Rizza fit Rizza in there because that's where it happened. Well, I'm just saying he yeah he. Donnell to Rizza would, whatever. You know what I mean. And everyone was happy this time. It only had 5 million views. I really, what? Yeah, I was surprised. What? Yeah. No. I, I swear to God, if you go right now, I bet it's got 5 million. I I really like Donnell. Like, I do. I, I like most of the time when he's talking. I The only time I'm, it's... Is he serious when he's like uh, he being shot. rude to me, Joe? You know, he's no. joking there. He's joking. He's okay, you're perfect. But that's the problem too. Is sometimes Joe, like Joe, does this thing where someone serious comes on and he jokes all the time, and then it's like, oh, I was just joking. And then a, a comedian comes on and they're joking, and Joe's like, "What are you serious?" But that's that's what I mean. Like Joe always deals with it. Like, oh no, Donnell, don't worry, man. You know what I mean? Like, I think Donnell's sensitive. I don't. I think it's all a fucking. I think it's just a but thing. But does Joe not know that Donnell is joking? Like that? There's some weird disconnect. Yeah, I know there, it is right? weird. I yeah, I agree. It doesn't bother me that much, but uh, I just didn't. I'll, I'll say it. I didn't love the first two hour and twenty minutes. Maybe it was the anticipation of where Chappelle. Maybe that ruined it. Thumbnail. Um, but it wasn't. I just didn't. I didn't love the Donnell. Oh, section there was a lot of repeating of the. It was just. It, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it wasn't but great. It, but it wasn't a ter- It wasn't terrible. He, no, no, no. He's had worse times on Donnell. It's just it. it when I finished it, I sat there and was like, it's going to be tough for me to not give what I have to give a five to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I missed the uh, story about him getting shot. What did you miss? Did he get shot? Yeah. According so, to him. That's what he says. Yeah. Because it, it, so I'm listening. I'm like, oh, well, I missed it. Should I go back? I'm like, no, nah, don't. They'll explain it. And he doesn't want to say, he doesn't want to say how it happened. Oh, he doesn't. He just not. says he got shot in the pinky. Dude, it's, that's fucking. Street code. Yeah. I was going to say. Court of the streets, man. You're not talking. You don't say shit. No, I bet he didn't even tell a cop. This sounds like he like put a nail gun through his finger or something. That'd be you know hilarious I mean? if that's the actual story. Like it's like a total fucking fabrication. Same it's a, diff. It's a Brian Callanism. The story of the shooting will die in the streets. He made it seem like he definitely got shot. That's all I know. In the pinky. No, his thumb. thumb is blown open. If you show the picture. Oh, it really is Instagram. blown open. So it's, it's definitely not a nail gun. It totally could have been a nail gun. I've never been shot by a nail gun though. Imagine that could do that kind of damage. 
Do you know how hard it is to fucking shoot yourself with a nail gun? But he said he got the bullet out, so. I don't think it's hard at all, man. It's it's tough. Why do you say that? Well, well, the safety on the end is a big thing. Someone have to shoot you. Okay, but you have a board. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way is you put you your just hand put down. put it right onto the yeah. thing. You think you're putting it on the board instead of it's on your thumb. He shot himself. He shot himself in the thumb. I, I'm not saying it's impossible, I'd like Simon. to pull up a stat with of a gun. how many injuries from nail guns and thumbs. Just hear me out. I'm a reckless human being. Don't care about shit. I worked with a nail gun for like two years straight working for my dad, and I never put a nail through my anything. So. And you were probably high the whole time. So. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. yeah. I would assume that a real... Out of all your anecdotal evidence, I'll accept that <laughs> one, Matt. Keep in mind, Simon, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. For sure, people shoot themselves with nail guns. <coughs> I know, I know. All right. But let's ask this oh, in closing. Let's ask this in closing. Do we think Donnell had a nail gun? No, I think he shot himself with a gun. Okay. Like he shot himself now. Oh, you're going with my, sh- you're going with this. With a gun. Well, did he say he shot himself or he He's not going to say how it happened. He's just going to say he got shot and he's on the mend. He's on antibiotics. There was some Twitch. got the bullet out. Some Twitch streamer like two weeks ago was drinking on his stream and pulled out his gun and just started like flexing with it. Put a hole through the wall. Permanent ban on Twitch. No way. Yeah, he had a huge Twitch channel. Well, not huge, but you know what I mean? Like, he was making money off Twitch. and You obviously can't show weapons on uh, I don't think Twitch. you can fire. Well, I mean, it's illegal to fire a firearm in city limits, so breaking any law on Twitch is an automatic. Right. But do they have a lot of people who are just showing firearms on Twitch? That's no. a good question. I, don't know. I doubt it. I they have think, a bigger problem with copyright right now. I don't think you can show firearms on Twitch. You can't smoke weed either. on Twitch. Can't smoke weed on Twitch. No. It's kid friendly. Well, that makes sense because it's like video games and shit. Just if like you're like a a little kid watching, you know. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I guess you could argue that, yeah. I guess you could just put a an age thing. An a age one. Yeah, thing. I mean, I mean, porn's all over the internet. Are we arguing it's the kids really hard <laughs> to push over twenty one? But again, the same same argument can be made with anything on the internet, right? Like kids have access to all that anyway. So what, like me smoking weed? Oh yeah. Like, so we're talking about how should they burn it all down? Man. There you go. <laughs> I guess All we're right. done then. Um, I mean, it feels wrong, but he really wasn't on for that long. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter. It's, it is what it is. And, and that was COVID do. political yeah. talk. Otherwise, right. it's Donnell. Let's do it. Let's rate it. I told you black people don't believe in vaccines. It's going to be a big problem too. You're saying that because of Dave? I said that uh, like 15 episodes ago. Oh, Donnell ago. said that. Um, I think, I thought that was an interesting moment. And that's kind of what sparked our conversation from, from before. But um I feel like he was like, look, everybody is, um, anybody who thinks should be uh, wary. They sped up this process by a motherfuck. But how many times do you say like, ah, fuck it. I'll take the chance. This is just another one of those times where it's just like not wearing a mask. You know what I mean? Just fucking take the chance. You ever been to a carnival? I have. You ever ridden the rides? have oh there you go yeah you took a huge same thing there. as a vaccine fucking carny smelling like cabbage what i'm saying using their webbed hands to try and screw fucking bolts into roller coasters there you go simon got what i was saying okay well let's rate it we'll start with you simon uh i i want to hear you guys first i'm giving it a four because i have to I guess that's where I'm at. This so, was not a four. Like I wouldn't. So if, that's like a two for Donnell and like a five for Dave. Listen, if you start listening at the 220 mark, it's a five. It can't be anything but, can it? 
for me at least. No, it, it, at that point, well, I mean, it's close. It's yeah. close. It's not a five, but it's close. But you know what I'm, you get what I'm, what I I'm getting at. Yeah. I do. Yeah. But listen, do yourself a favor. Like if you're not a huge Donnell fan, just go to the 220 mark. That's what you're there for if you're there for Dave. You're still going to get some Donnell. You're still, yeah, but not a lot. Even there was a point where he was, he was telling a story this far from the mic. Like yeah. literally he had his dog well, here. He was eating and remember Joe was like, you can't do oh, that. Oh, that too, man. yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. We'll get you a pizza. <laughs> That's when I find Donnell at his funniest though, is when he's like, I, I, I found that like when Dave got there, Donnell was like, perfect. I was getting tired and hungry and now I can like, take my dog out and Dave takes over and that's why it wasn't like a RZA thing, you know? I'm also so jealous of how high they get. How high they get? Well, I just want a pound of like lime green California jungle boys. What's coming? You got Chappelle? That's next. No, I want it. I know. You wanted Chappelle? Oh, so you think a pound of jungle boys has come my way? We'll see. I, uh, if the, if jungle boys is listening, we're huge fans. Yeah. Go ahead, Kumar. If whoever had done the thumbnail had just put Donnell Rowlings, it would have been a five because it would be a crazy surprise, but I give it a four. And I give it a four as well. And for the record, too, when Simon texts saying, holy shit, look who's on, I honestly... Did you know yet? No. I I fucked that up. No, you didn't because you know what? I honestly went, and I'm not joking, I said, I cannot believe Tom Hanks is on before Dave Chappelle. (laughs) That will be the day legitimately simon that was all that went through my head because i said to myself that is so funny. i said to myself of all the times that simon's like sent me something being like holy shit look who's on it's just never been Chappelle. so why would it be this time you know what i mean so i was like no but the fact that your brain went to tom hanks to me is hilarious, hilarious. that was it i literally Matt, look at me tom hanks will never be on joe <laughs> yeah, rogan sure no no ever okay now that you've said that, he'll do the next guess. He won't. He's never going to be on. And I don't want him to be on. I okay. hate Tom Hanks. Okay. No. Um, it was interesting. Did you how, rate it? I did. For oh, okay. agreement. Sorry. Okay. Um, it was interesting how on uh, Kevin Hart's special, he said he wasn't as big a star as Tom Hanks. Yeah. He's right there, though. He's right there. Yeah. All oh, right. Oscar. Well, let's move on. 1567, maybe. Is that it? 68. 1568. Tom Green. Some would say a big mistake. Thomas Green. He was fine for the first two hours of the podcast. I know, but Joe gave him an out. Joe gave him an out. How many people, here's a a real honest question. How many people go on the Joe Rogan show, finish, and are like, oh, I fucked up? I think he blacked out. I fucked up. I don't know. Because he fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> I think he blacked out. He fucked up. I love Tom Green. I want nothing but the best for Tom Green, but he fucked up, man. He fucked up big time. How so? Let's hear this. Well, just like, okay, you you have this opportunity. You're going on Rogan. Just be cool, man. Just be cool. Just be cool. And like, he was cool. Or like, cool. act like you've been there he before. He was great. He was so good for the first two hours, and then he wasn't cool, man. He wasn't that cool. He wasn't cool anymore. It was so fucking annoying. It was like dealing with a drunk friend at a bar who kept telling you the same story over and over again. I know you know what that's like. It's the yeah. worst. This podcast was the worst. Dude, it Mary, was a really bad idea. Mary came down to smoke a joint with me, and I'm watching this one as well. I watched this too. And she came down just as he's as they're playing the organized rhyme video. And I was sitting there, and I was like, sick. My buddy Greg is in that video. I wonder if he's going to mention him. 
Because I was already going to send Greg the clip being like, dude, you're you're technically on JRE. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how fucking sick is this? I have yeah. a podcast where, like, this is our goal, and you're here you are, fuckhead. And then he mentions it. He's like, oh, no, this is my buddy Big Stuff, Greg Campbell. He's killing it in real estate. Like, Blue Panda Real Realty on Wellington. That's Greg. Oh, no way. Yeah, that's... I didn't know that. He gave him the biggest shadow. That was the highlight of the yeah, episode that's for him. me. So it was Tom, Greg, and Jordy. That was Organized Rhyme? Yeah. Or Disorganized Rhyme, rather? What's his name? Organized Rhyme. Organized Rhyme. Organized Rhyme. Disorganized was the record shop on Bank right, Street. Right, right, right. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Good for him, man. Yeah, so literally, so I'm sitting there and and I'm like, holy fuck. I'm, not, I'm yelling at Mary. I'm like, Greg, I'm like, he's this. way older than you. Greg is older than me substantially, yeah. Like I, he's older than me. And younger yeah, yeah, than yeah. Tom. I know him because I, uh, John Deck called me one day and was like, these guys are starting this, this like conglomerate musically. I was like, great, I don't partake in music. And he was like, no, no, but he's like, come meet these guys with me because they might need you for something. So I went and met them. They were starting this thing called the Sound Syndicate, which was going to be like a conglomerate of musicians in Canada. Anyway, that never panned out. Point was, is they were starting a night at a bar, and they were like, well, we want you to bartend. So I got to know him through that, and we become friends. But like Greg went skateboarding with me last summer. He's a super cool guy. But again, I'm sitting there watching this guy, and then Mary looks at me and goes, how the fuck did Simon not go meet Tom Green that night? <laughs> well, that's the only thing that can how happen. How did Mary? I cannot. I'm so angry. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All stop, she stop, had stop, stop, to stop, stop. do was say... Stop. Can I just say two things? Yeah, sure. I said that. I said to her, I said, I Mary... I couldn't go meet him. Hold on. I said this. I said, Mary, you were in front of him. He bought a piece of Simon's art. You could have then just said, this guy is on a podcast called the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Done deal. Hold on. She then brought up a good point. She was like, I called both of you. You both could have come down. Now, what I said to her was, how desperate and thirsty do I look? You could have gone down. No, no, stop. I said, how desperate and thirsty do I look? Getting dressed, going down there, being like, I have no reason. Hey, Tom, my girlfriend. Wait, hear me out. And she goes, okay, I guess you're right. And then she goes, well, what about Simon? And I was like, well, Simon's just never going to do that. But she brought up a good point. You have an in. Like, if you go down there, he's bought your art. You can be like, oh, dude, thanks for buying it. I'm. Yeah, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> All right. It's, it's amazing how... Exact same thing. Two totally different uh, well, three, viewpoints. Three different viewpoints. Well, yours I and Mary's own. seem kind of the same. But anyways. No, because I didn't come to any conclusions. Look at it this way, Maddie. Um, you could have gone down there. Yeah. Been a nobody. I have a beef with Tom. Oh, yeah. You have a beef. Yeah, but he doesn't know you. I can't not bring up the beef. I can't not. I can't have but a But what if? What if the only way you could save this podcast, if Tom goes, Joe, I know you like aliens. I was in Ottawa. He, and he gives oh him Simon's photo. Oh, would that have been amazing? happens to have it hanging in his van. Oh, that would be fucking next um, All that, Listen, uh, yeah, fine. I guess I could have gone down there as like the thirstiest artist in history. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. I know you weren't. I said, Max, just run over there really quick and be like, just check on the booze and be like, oh, you bought that? <laughs> That's my brother. He does this. And Max said, no, I'm not doing that. And then I phoned him back and he said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then he went and he was gone already. <laughs> All Mary had to say. It was oh. so fucking easy. Dude, she had his ear for 40 minutes. I said that to her. All she needed was that, Simon. 30 seconds where Simon? she said, you bought this? Oh, uh, uh, the podcast. Done. We would have been mentioned on the show. Simon, she had his ear for 40 minutes. I'm well aware. I yep. said all this. It was cool that he mentioned Greg and Jordy. And Ottawa. He's talked about Ottawa. But he Did he mention Jordy? Yeah. For this time, because last time like, he talked all about organized rhyme and he didn't mention Jordan. By name? And he mentioned Greg. Yes. 
Jordy Ferguson. He goes, ah, I lost contact with him. Okay. So he already talked about that. He also mentioned Glenn. Not Glenn. Who's the other one? Jordy had, and Greg. No, he had two sidekicks on his show. Glenn, the bigger oh, guy. Uh, Phil. Glenn Phil Demers. Phil Demers. Phil Demers, he like worked at EQ? Maybe it's not Phil Demers. No, yeah, not that not guy. Phil no, Demers. no, well, there could, there could be two Phil Demers. He talked about talked the about exact same stuff except for the Vanier and the pubs that I went to. I remember those. Vanier was, oh, pubs, yeah, yeah. You'd always see fights. They were cool like that. So For listeners, Vanier is that was a, a shit really hole. auto, but he he was about to go there, then he pulled back. I know. I was like, I can't believe he's not going to call Vanier a shithole. What a piece of garbage. But uh, what I got from this is uh, Tom is terrified of COVID and... Uh, if he dies in the middle of the forest, does anyone care? Yes. Because I think that's very possible that's going to happen. He'll never run out of gas, but I think he's like, come on, done. I don't think he's going to die in the middle of the forest. Though. I hope he doesn't. But because of that, I chose the movie game this day is Into the Wild. Love that movie. About a guy that goes in the wild and never comes back. Incredible book. Misreads a book. Great movie. Doesn't usually happen. Where you get both. It's the movie game where Simon and Matt go head-to-head to figure out what year a movie came out, the budget, and the box office. Like, it's either either Tom has some ingenious idea right now or he's going into the wild and losing his mind. And I think he's losing his mind. No, I think he's on to something. I think he's got a good idea. I think this is a great way to not be bored cause you're, but still remain distanced from people. Like, sounds good to me. But then he was like, yeah, I'll do a show. Um, directed by Sean Penn, starring Emile Hirsch, Marcia Say Harden, William Hunt, Jenna Malone, Catherine Keener, Brian Deeker, Vince Vaughn, Kristen Stewart, and Hal Holbrook. But a young man who goes into the wild and never comes back. All right, I'm ready. Year? No, that can't be right. Okay, we'll do this. I have no idea. I said 2008. I also said 2008. Release date, 2007. Well, I was thinking 2-9, so that uh, I feel good at least, you know? And it's September 2007, so it's right, right there. Um, okay. Budget and box office. Tell us something about the movie while we work. You already said it. it. Email Hirsch, directed by Sean Penn. <laughs> It was directed by Sean Penn. I didn't directed know that. Sean Penn, yeah, that's what I said. That's true. Huh. Huh. I did not know that. It was nominated for two Golden Gloves and won, won the award for Best Original Song, guaranteed by Eddie Vedder. It was also nominated for two Academy Awards, Best Editing and Best Supporting Actor for Hal Holbrook. It was 148 minutes long. True story. Did you saw it? No. You didn't see it. You should no. absolutely go and watch that movie. I feel it's depressing. It's not depressing. It's a movie of triumph. Fantastic. It's a movie of triumph. Doesn't he die? He does. Plot spoiler. That's triumphant. He eats bad. um, Berries because he reads the book wrong. Or no, he, it's the moose meat he stores or I don't know, something, something. Okay, let's go. You first. I'm way off. 18 million 76. Wow. I said it cost 17.9. And it made fifty six. Oh my god! Budget for the movie was twenty million. Box office fifty six point eight. Wow! Wow! Holy Just shit. needed a year. Holy shit! Wow. And that's the movie game cleaning up. I wish you got the date. Do you guys know there's a real movie game? Do you know the real movie game? Like this is our movie game, the Jerry podcast movie game. But there's a real movie game. 
and how he plays is you'd name a movie or an actor, and the next person has to say, if you say actor, then he's got to say movie. Say movie, you got to say actor, and you go on till someone gets stumped. Did you understand that? Yes, so I would say Shawshank Redemption. And then I would say... Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman. Oh, any actor from the movie. So you would say Morgan Freeman, and then he would say... i say Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, but our game is budget and box office. Yeah, he's just saying there's yeah. something called oh, the movie game This is the real yeah. movie game. There's something called the movie game, I understand. Because yeah. you know that the where this came from is that it was a board game that I wanted to invent. Well, now yeah, it's going to have to be from. called the Goovy Mame. The Groovy Game. I was trying to get you guys to play the movie. We almost got it going there, but... Simon can't wrap his head around it. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Oh, Robin Hood, uh, Kevin Costner. Oh, you want to do this? So sorry. Okay, so y- Kevin Costner dances with wolves. Oh, you're done. It's a Canadian actor. <laughs> He's done. Yeah, I'm done. Because it has go. to be any actor from Dances yeah. with Wolves. Yeah, that's a tough one. He's fucked me, Simon. So you have to take that one now, then. Oh, is that how that you, works? You guys could go down to that. I'm out. Yeah. Oh. Or that gets discontinued. I don't, well, again, we don't have the rules. Yeah, unless you can get someone. No, you'd have to get an actor from Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Keep it going. It's that Canadian. Uh, yeah, you know who I Yeah, I said that. Beach. That's not good enough. From, yeah. No, Adam Beach. Isn't that That's his name? It, no. What's the Canadian native guy's name? That's his name, isn't it? We are no, horrible the, Canadians. The old guy. Adam Beach is a Canadian native guy. I know who you're talking about. Uh, I know who you're talking he's about. He's in yeah. everything. Yeah, he's in everything. He's the doctor in. In a show. Yeah, he's got like a, a round face. He's got yep. those cheeks, you, like a like I mean, a bull, like yeah. a not like a bulldog, but what's that dog? Like no, you know the dog that's in the the elevator going down here. Are you pulling him up? So I mean, there flashlights on there, buddy. Shit. Shit. But even if you figured out his name, it doesn't matter. So that's, so that's, that's the real stumper. Movie game. Okay, <laughs> so that's, if you ever want to win the movie game, Dances with Wolves. That was like that game. Uh, yeah, that could be a fun game though. Like it not is a fun for game. us, but just oh no, we gotta do it again. From be a good on. car game. Graham Green card game. Car. Car. Like you're driving yes, somewhere. Exactly. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. take anything. Well, well I'm gonna try anything. to implant more, but his name is Graham Green. Graham Green. That's exactly who it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then from Graham Green, you'd have to say. Oh, there you have a lot of choices. I just can't think of one. Hold on. Well, Adam Beach. Oh no, no. it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, because no, for sure they were in something together. Sure. I don't know what, but something. That's a fun game, actually. That so that guy was in a, it is. You could say Wind River. That guy was in a ton of shit. But could you say TV shows, or they have to be movies? Yeah. And then movie you could say Jeremy Renner. Oh, and then from there Avengers. you just open up. Oh, yeah, from there from Avengers you can open it oh, wide the fuck huge. up. Yeah. Yeah, but you really stumped like, me with Dances with Wolves. But that's it. You're trying to win, so you yeah, want to so do something like Dances with Wolves. You never want to do. I don't know if you're trying to win or you're trying to keep the ball up. Also, oh, it's more of a volley. Well, you guys are super competitive. It's a cooperative game, is what you're saying. I, I, I think you can choose to give a lifeline or a roadblock. Are you just making this up, or do you have a real knowledge of how this? Game well, you works? just gave me Dance of Wolves. I couldn't name it one, so it's anecdotal. Yes, so I won. Yeah, yeah but you could have said uh, Untouchables. You, you could have said Untouchables. I could have, and then what would you have said? Sean Connery. And then you would have said. Oh, I would have I would have tried to fuck you then and I would okay. have said like Doctor No. Doctor No, but then I could have just taken like uh also oh, it'd have to be somebody from, from Doctor No. You oh, see yeah, what that's I'm saying? Really is, tough. You would have said the rock. Oh shit. So if Simon, I only basically, knew Q who played Q. Think about this. If you have a wide range of movie knowledge and even better obscure movies, yeah. then you're winning this game every time. Because yeah. you can I, just pull I, out some I, indie I don't think film. I would be great at this game. Well, we'll see in the weeks to come. 
Anyway, back to Tom Green. It was gross how handsy he was. It was gross how handsy he was? I love you, Joe. He kept reaching out, kept high-fiving him like six or seven times. You forget what drinking is like, don't you? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I think you really, like, look, in all fairness, let's do this in two parts. Let's talk about the first two hours, and then let's talk about the second two hours, because these are two wildly different podcasts, and to... Not give him anything for the first two. He was fine. He was normal. He was Tom no, Green. No, he was falling on his face when he said, uh, I'm doing a country rap album. It's called a crap. And Joe just breezed over like he was in trouble the whole time. Mm-hmm. You just... Well, I, I want to hate on him, but I love him because he's OG and he talked about Vanya and pubs and stuff. But um, he was so gushing over to uh, Joe and then Joe was gushing over him. They talked about the Anthony and Opie show the last time he was on about the start, like they talked about his studio he had. And it was so weird that Joe was like, or Tom was like, but you, you made it work. Cause he's like, I, I guess I quit. Cause he's like, you inspire people to keep doing stuff. So this time I'm going to keep doing it. And who knows? He went on there to promote his Tom Green interview show. Do you think you're going to watch it though? Absolutely. That inspired I'm not you? a Tom Green fan like I would go watch his work. I just, like, I can respect him for some of the stuff he's See, done, th- This I is where I disagreed with Joe. I don't agree that, like, so let's say you really like Theo Vaughn. I'm not going to watch Theo Vaughn on every podcast he does just because I like Theo Vaughn. Right. I disagreed with that wholeheartedly. Like, if I don't like who's interviewing Theo Vaughn, I'm not just going to watch it because I think Theo Vaughn's funny. Maybe some people will. But there's not some me. guests on Joe Rogan, if they went on Theo Vaughn's, you'd probably want to see how he interacted with them. Maybe. He just recently did one with, a, like, a female trucker. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Like, he's out there, you know, doing stuff. He's always had really weird guests on his show, though. Or interesting, peculiar. Or, like, guys you wouldn't expect, like Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Tom Green told Joe he loved him at least six times. Yeah, again, at the beginning I, it was in the first part we were rating it, it was legitimate, but by the end it was like, and when he tried to give Joe more booze, and he was like, "No, no more." Dude, there were a couple of moments at the end there when Joe was trying to say something, and Tom kept interrupting him. Where like you could really, like that's why Joe makes the big bucks, you know, because a normal person there would snap. I don't know if you noticed too. Joe was drinking like bottles of water at the end. Yeah, if you watched it. Well, and he took glutathione. Oh, and the other thing, too, I also, I thought this was an interesting little topic about the last one. Dave Chappelle drank an entire pot of coffee in the one hour he was there. Natural caffeine. To himself. He did drink a lot of coffee. He smoked a lot of cigarettes, too. I think the most interesting uh, thing we found out about this podcast was when Joe explained this is just a temporary studio and that there is a big studio coming on. We had known that from Tim Dillon, but I wonder... Was this always a temporary studio or did he move into this one and decide from feedback or whatever? No, this is exactly what I want. What do you think? I don't know. I personally think that it was going to be the real studio. Got the flack. He was like, fuck this. I'm Joe Rogan. I'll build a fuck. No, actually. The only reason I disagree with that is because. a compound. Yeah. Well, the only reason yeah. I disagree with that is because Joe is never the type. Joe's the type where if everyone's like, I hate the studio, he'll double down yeah. and like throw I, gay pride flags I totally, I totally take that back. I've, I've come 360 in. There was never going to be point the nine milliseconds. full-time studio. Yeah, because he wants a place just like the last one that has an art. But he like moved on a whim. It takes a time All, to build shit. Although he like said, uh, "Is this for real?" I was like, "No, I just decided that." He was he was fucked with Tom after a while because he goes, "What's the what's the motif of this?" He goes, "A Chinese restaurant." And Tom's like, "Oh no way! I never noticed that." And he goes, "No, I'm just fucked with you." But 
just back to my original point. Joe lives on like a compound now, whereas before he was still kind of in like it was. I don't think it was like He's in a neighborhood acres. with lots of land. I think he has like acres now, so I imagine he has an archery thing on his own land. Maybe he doesn't need that at the no. studio. He needs training. He needs his uh, float tank. He needs a games room, possibly. Simon, if I'm Joe Rogan, place to park the cars inside. No, but if I'm Joe Rogan too, like my man cave would be not at home. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Like, again, if we're going back to this unlimited money thing, I yeah. build myself a little Tim Pool skate park, put a basketball net in there, well, you a pool make, table. You make your man cave in, like, New York City. It's a lot more money. No, not right now. No, now you can get something for cheap. I agree with I agree with what's his name. If I had tons of money, I'd be buying up New York real estate. Well, listen, smart people are probably doing just that. Of course, you know? of course they are. Long The long game. Did you notice when... Um, Joe started talking about Mike Ward. He was like, oh, wait, I, I had him on this podcast. And then they started talking about the lesbian thing, and Tom didn't want to talk about it at all. Like, he could have said, as a Canadian artist, I. he was like, Joe, your shirt, uh, fighting. Uh, there's a fight coming up. Tell, tell me about it. And then he's like, gets lost in that fighting thing that Tom doesn't want to talk about. He goes, so, Joe, you, you enjoy this fighting thing? Like, he was out to lunch. If you don't know that Joe Rogan likes fighting, and he's a fan of the podcast because he referenced many episodes. He should have done this. I mean, Tom's a weird guy. Or he should have stopped at three hours when he was showing him his military boots and Joe goes, are you showing me your boots at this point? We should wrap this up well, right there. Let's stop and talk. Though. Four and a half hours for any, like you got to be somebody really special for four and a half hours. Come on. This has gotten crazy now. I actually, I'm being totally serious here. Three hours is too long for most people. Three hours is too long for most people. Yep. An hour and a half is probably the sweet point for most people. And then two, two and a half. If you're great, three. If you're a superstar, four. Like, and I mean like an intellectual guy who can handle himself. And five, Dave Chappelle or, or I, I, honestly, Bob Lazar I, or whatever, you know? I don't even know that I want to hear five hours with someone. The one, really it's like, too long. Like, the one thing is neither them urinated. Very impressive. And I just realized to me, Tom's been on the road for the last three weeks by himself with a dog and just was like, human contact yeah. didn't want it to end because once it ends, there's going to be a sloppy trying to direct him out of the studio, take his keys away, put him in his van, say, thanks for coming, Tom. Like he, if he had, if Joe had had a show for Tom, it would have been a disaster there. Yeah. We know where Tom spent the night, not that night. Yeah. In the parking in lot of Joe's compound. Yeah. 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 Waking up at his own vomit. He wasn't driving anywhere. I, I, I would love to hear follow-up uh, what he thinks of the experience. Um, It was interesting when Joe gets those things, like he challenged the Jean-Claude Van Damme doing the splits on the two trucks. I saw a video on that, and I think it was legit. Well, no, they, they debunked his debunking yeah. in this episode because James was like, no, they had a harness. Yeah, oh, yeah. a harness. But he was worried about his ankles. But if you're pushing, you know how you'd climb up a wall? I used to do that, yeah. So it's like a, a force thing rather than the force coming down on your ankles. I'm just surprised Joe didn't put that together. Did you see the footage? I did, yeah. Either way, you should all Google Jean-Claude Van Damme kicking people. And he used that to try to tell Tom to start drinking some water. Because the interesting thing about Jean-Claude Van Damme is he drinks all night, but he drinks a liter of water with every drink. And Tom was like, oh... I didn't heed the advice. 
Because when you're doing push-ups on Joe Rogan, that's rock bottom. <laughs> when did he do push-ups? He was like, let's do push-ups. I yeah. can do 10 push-ups. Like, you don't have to do push-ups. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, I missed that. Stop him, Tom. Yeah, no, it, it was just... It, but he's from Ottawa and he, he bigged needed, up the city. He needed to have like a handler at that point who was like, you know, from off the thing, telling Joe, we're done here. <laughs> they talked about ACDC. That made me happy. And the clarification with Jimi Hendrix is he played left-handed with an upside down. The guitar was actually upside down, strung the other way. They couldn't figure that out, what he did that was different. Okay. So it's not upside down. So the guitar was fine. It's strung upside down. Like you'd have the big string on the top, yeah, and the little string on the bottom, yeah. His little strings at the top, so then it wasn't the big strings at the any, bottom. So then, isn't it just flipped over? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, when you just because he's left-handed, so he just played it right-handed, left. But the little strings at the top, yeah. Normally, it's at the bottom. Hold on a sec. Hold it. Wait, am I being stupid here? It's at, no, the it's, bo- it's at the bottom, so Simon, and think then about it's it. at the top. Yeah, yeah, you're just flipping the guitar. Yeah. You're not restringing but it. It's restr- it was restrung. But why would you have to restring? Oh, oh, I see. So he could play it on his right side. It's the just he was way? just different than every other guitarist in the world. No, no one else I'm plays with you like and that. lost. Like if he's left-handed, you would just like you're saying, you would just take the guitar and flip the arm over here, and then it's upside down. Yeah, and you're playing with the other hand. Yeah, you wouldn't have to restring it though. I'm lost mm-hmm. there. Uh, whatever, who cares? I mean, either whatever. way, the guy was an incredible guitar player and still revered today. Yeah, okay. Is he though? Guitar seems like ain't what he used to be. Jimi Hendrix? No, just the guitar. Like, no, but when you talk about greatest guitarists in the world, I get it's it, like for Jimi sure. Hendrix, yeah, Eric Ray Clapton. Vaughan. I mean, I wouldn't even put Eric Clapton in there, me personally, because I don't know would. enough, do they? Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Ray Vaughan. No, I was thinking of Led Zeppelin. Page. Jimmy? Jimmy Page, there it is. Do you guys happen to listen to ACDC's new album? No, God no. It's all right for a bunch of old guys. God no. Yeah, no, not interested, but good for them. So yeah, so but I I was happy to see Tom big up uh, Auto One stuff, but I felt bad for him at the end. Yeah, I felt bad for him too. He has great taste in art, and he just stayed on too <laughs> long on the uh, on the podcast. I mean, I, I got to thinking that I was like, I don't even know what like how Tom Green is even there. It's just insane. He's the inspiration for Joe to start podcasting. No, I get it, but it's... I really feel like Joe, at the three-hour mark, should have ended it, but I feel like he was like, this guy drove all the way in his van to come see me. I got to give him his time. And I think he was just drunk enough that the conversation just kept going. Joe was just drunk enough? Just drunk enough. And then when he sobered up and Tom didn't, it was like... Well, four hours, he's like, okay, it's time to go home. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Dude, when I saw four and a half hours. I was so bummed. I was so bummed because I'm like, who needs four and a half hours? What, unless Tom Green like told us a new thing about gravity. I don't. Like, exactly. No, again, I said to myself, Dave Chappelle better kick in the fucking door at the two hour mark of this one as well. Cause there's no, no worldly fucking. <laughs> I think he's lonely and afraid. And he asked to be on Joe's show. I did not. Driving through town. No, no, the uh, Chappelle. Comedy. Oh, yeah. What, what are you talking about? Because Joe said, I'm doing a residency with Dave. Oh, yeah. And uh, Tom. Tom said, oh, can I do a spot there? And Joe was like, oh, like, yeah, for sure. And then he was like, I've never met Chappelle before. I feel like Tom Green should have been doing theaters like before COVID. 
I wonder. He what, should have been that big. I want. You think? MTV show like. I wonder what Tom Green, uh, like a five, five minutes is like because I assume it's him telling stories, not telling. Are you jokes. talking about his podcast? No, oh, you're talking, talking about, about his a, five minutes uh, of stand up. Yeah, like what would he do with five minutes at a Joe Rogan? That's Dave a good Chappelle. question. Probably talk about missing a nut. Have you seen any of his yeah. comedy? Does he have five minutes or does it have to be 30 I, I, minutes? I, I, I don't. He has, I've only seen him do long form. So have you ever seen uh, John a chunk Dorr? out of that. Yeah, funniest. I know. It's incredible. Funniest I've ever seen live. John Dorr is the funniest you've ever I've seen I've never live. laughed harder. He's one of the funnier. Like. I've, you saw Bill Burr. Uncon- oh, fuck Bill Burr. Like uncontrolled. But I I'm saw not, him. I'm I don't not know joking. What, I saw him as well and I felt kind of really? the same. Bill yeah, Burr in a small live. space maybe. John Doerr, he's like handsome. From Ottawa? Yeah, from Ottawa. He had the show, the John Doerr show. Yeah, so I know him. Like, I know him. But his stuff he's, is so... He's um, funny, but I never would have said, oh, like, dude, I the saw funniest him, of I all time. I saw him in Yuck Yucks, and he was fucking Like, incredible. live. Like, just live. What I've seen live, my reaction, like, wanting the comedian to stop talking so I can catch my breath. Like, funnier than, like, Jim Jeffries that we saw? Well, no, again, like, okay, it's... It's tough to say because we saw Jim Jeffries in a 3,000 person, you know. But he's just so fucking silly and okay. his concepts are so No, that, that's great. I want to see some of his if you're asking now. me if I think John Doerr is a better comedian than those guys, absolutely not. I'm just saying that at the time I saw him live, he was incredible. I want to talk about uh, Kenny and Spenny yeah. in one second. Sure. But before that, do you like um, Hot's? He's very funny. Do you know who I'm talking it's about? Dude, terrible. He was here last time. You think he's he, terrible? I hate his comedy. Oh, I think I he's was so in a, funny I was too. in a comedy competition, and he came in the middle of it. Weird. It was he's, totally he's very respected by other comedians, like older comedians. Yeah, I'm well, just I'm just saying. Well, he's not I'm like tr- a nobody. Well, like, no, he's definitely was, not. Say there's ten comedians on the contest. Five went. Then they put him on. He obliterated the room. Like, it was so unfair for the next person to go on and follow him and everyone else after. But he's such a timid, meek man. His nephew's an like incredible. But he, he has a little win dog. in the competition. He wasn't in the competition. He just dropped in. Like, he's a uh, douchebag for this. Okay. Can I get on? And the owner put him on. And then no one could follow for the competition. He should have closed, but he wanted to go. Like, he's hilarious, but uh, he's not a cool guy. Anyways, Kenny and Spenny. Yeah, um, Kenny versus Spenny. Kenny versus Spenny. Thank you. Show you watched? No. Show you watched? Show I watched? Show I watched? You didn't watch it? No. It's very funny. Yeah. Very funny. Except it'd be better if it was that it was. It's like professional wrestling. Spenny always wins, right? Yeah. If if if, if you never knew and there's wild cards, it'd be, it would be better if it I was so. more real. Yeah. I think so. I agree. Too. Yeah, it just felt like one guy was always the heel and one guy. You know what I mean? Like I get that it's a thing they're doing. Except but- sometimes Spenny won. Not often, Rarely. but sometimes. Either way, I just that, that, there was something about that time where I just it didn't didn't appeal to me. It wasn't a big wasn't mm-hmm. a big. The popcorn one is hilarious. Like the punishments were really hilarious. The punishments. Don't you like that part of uh, Impractical Jokers? The punishments. I actually like. I don't care. Like if they just did the show and there was no punishment, You'd be fine. With I'd that be too. fine. But yeah, listen, there are of course. Dude, when the guy got the fucking the finger up his ass and nearly pissed my pants laughing. When Sal has to go to the bingo hall and yellow bingo. Oh, the bingo one's great, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I love that stuff for sure. But you know what it was, though? Them versus the Impractical Jokers is 
none of the impractical jokers seem it doesn't seem like anyone's uh i don't know like even when someone loses it's all in good fun it felt like kenny versus spenny had like more of like a vindictive aspect to it i don't know why and the fact that tom green hasn't capitalized on mary j green his mom's name mary j he's lost green. dude the fact that tom green is rich is ridiculous let's just stop and think about that no it isn't yes it is he's making a cartoon he was on mtv when mtv was something yeah how did he get to mtv <laughs> Doing his public access show. In Ottawa, yeah. And what did he do on that? He like sucked cow tits and did like... His Christmas he, special is one of the funniest things I've ever he seen. He was married to Drew Barrymore for I a know, sec. I know. Their house burned Then down. he went and did their podcast. Yeah, after not talking for 10 years. Yeah. Really? It he's wasn't lost. good? No, no. He said it was fine, but I bet it was hard for him. And I, I think he's lost. And I hope all the best for Tom. You think he's lost? That's interesting. I do. Because he said, I'm living healthy. Then uh, two hours later, he's like, I'm, I'm not very healthy. He's well, just he so only scared. said he's not living healthy after Joe was like, you can't live off beans and corn. He thought he was being yeah, healthy, he and then he realized yeah. that, oh, he realized shit. Who he was but he should be him. exercising and doing all these things. He's hiking through the woods and shit. He he's was, lifting weights every seven days. Uh, anyways, I love Tom. I just wish better for him. What can you do? Well, we can't do shit. He's on his own. He's fine. He's a fucking, he's rich. What's his worth? Five million. There you go. Yeah, I think he's going to be just fine, too. He I didn't think. sell his house in L.A., so he's still got an asset there. There you go. He's Tom is fine. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he's going to do this forever because... Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Just a tactic to deal with COVID. It would seem to me, too, that, like, if you're at home, sometimes it's hard to work. That's just, for some people, it's hard to work. So this kind of forces you out into situations where you're going to be productive. Listen, I talk about this all the time. Tom Green got famous through... I guess comedy you could call it, but it wasn't his main passion. Music is his main passion. Clearly. He's doing country rap now. Crap. Even big stuff. Crap. Even even big stuff who's still a fucking real estate agent. I still see him all the time. He's like, a great DJ. Yeah, but he's still constantly like, oh, I'm working on music with this guy, that guy. I'm like, and I'm like, dude, you're 40. But then I think about it, I'm like, ah, whatever, let him do it. He's fucking still living the dream. Still loving yeah, it. Like I said, I wish the best for Tom. I think he's uh, going to have to figure something out. All right, so what do we rate this four and a half hour train wreck? It's a tough one. Yeah. I'll rate it in uh, two kind parts. Of, yeah, I got to admit it. You know, I don't, I don't know that I always believe in signs or whatever, but uh, to have Chappelle on and then Tom Green after, I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. <clears throat> Are you going to rate it? Why? What? What? I just meant for me. Someone I always wanted to go mm. on finally goes on, followed up by someone who literally grew up where I grew up. Who's your arch nemesis? Yeah, that is. Okay, I'll go first. I want to beg on it, but uh, I love someone making a fool of themselves. I give it a four. And I want to find out what he thinks to follow up after it. And if Joe says anything in the past, in the I give it a future. I give it a four, too. I wasn't nearly as bothered by his drunken retardedness as you guys. I didn't really care. I was bothered by the length more than anything and the fact that they talked about a bunch of things they had talked about before the head injuries i'm clearly the biggest tom green fan out of all of us but i give it a two. Oh, oh my, i, I thought enough. it was going the other way that we we're gonna big oh, five i thought we were getting the first like, ever what five. the yeah, fuck was, get was, the like, fuck out of here tom green i got a little bit of uh, i thought maybe you're just throwing another curveball i don't know Simon, <laughs> i was like listen this guy's gonna do what he wants to do i'm not gonna fucking i'm not gonna no, shit on him for no it. it's all good everything's still right in the world oh fuck 
Well, yeah, no, more than your back. In a week. It, it is. It was not good, and I feel sorry for Tom because I know he's gonna watch this and be like, "Fuck, I, fuck I that's that's all I want to know." If I knew, if I knew, I'd get that. I'd give it a five because See, he wouldn't what, have gotten that drunk. This is what I want to know, though. Is like, obviously, if Joe invites us on the next day, we're watching it for sure, and we're critiquing. but none of us are getting blackout drunk. No, on but us. hold on. But do you like? Obviously, we know that Dave Chappelle didn't bother going home and watching. He doesn't give a fuck. So my question is, do you really think Tom watched yes, it the next yes day? Yes, I do, because he's nothing else to do. <laughs> All four and a half hours of his it? dog. No, oh. and I don't oh. I don't think he watches it, because I think he's like, dude, I never want to watch I couldn't, that. I you couldn't agree I mean? more. He but doesn't just, remember what happened. Do you guys listen to these episodes every week? I do. No. See, that's what Mostly I'm saying. Mostly because I don't want to hear the stupid like stance I took on something. I don't even feel the same way now. Like, I just don't. Like, Fair I enough. don't want to hear but it. But again, <laughs> you could argue that maybe Tom would have the same thing, drunk or not, that maybe he'd just be like, I'm not, I don't want to listen to it. I was there. Oh, I don't think he, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to, but I do think he's going to be disappointed in himself. Maybe. I don't think you have to re-listen to know that you fucked up, you know? Listen, I buy as, my time away to find out if that happens. As someone who used to drink, there's a good chance that he was like, I fucked up. You know, you know that feeling where you wake up the next yeah. morning and you're like, I shouldn't have done that. And then you drink so you don't have to worry about fucking up. Yep. The cycle continues. Don't drink and drive. That's our message from Tom. Even though he's got a cooler beer in his van. I didn't see his van. Is it fucking cool? Yeah. There's nothing crazy. Oh, shit. We didn't talk about this. The coolest fucking thing I've ever seen is that Audi with the hubcaps. Oh, with Donnell. Are the... uh, Lights. The light. That is so fucking cool, man. That is so cool. It's pretty cool, yeah. Dude. Light in the road. I started thinking about all the things you could have on your car like that. Like, what are we doing? We're we're worried about electric. Fuck electric cars. Everybody should have drones. What if those drones hit a tree and all of a sudden you have no lights? Well, are you saying that they would build the car with no redundant lights? I whatsoever? think those where the headlights come off. I'm pretty sure you also have some lights if you a need redundancy. them on the car. Yeah. Like that would be my assumption, but I mean, I'm not a car maker, so I'll I'll wait until they figured it out. It's a concept car. No, but yeah. it, that it was, was super cool. That was really cool. That was really cool. All right, that's it. That's it. All right, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, fucking Ancroyable. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's J R E E podcast. You can follow Kamara on Instagram at Kamara Bar on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, there's a Patreon, patreoncom podcast. If you want to uh, do that, that's fine too. And we have a YouTube. It's youtubecom podcast. If you want to see our ugly mugs, like and subscribe. Prevent the shadow ban. Do that. And uh, I don't think I'm missing anything today. Sounds like I didn't. Did you say the Patreon? Yep. Hit the Patreon. Uh, That's it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week, weekend, and as usual, keep your eyes open.